Warning, the following podcast may contain foul language, offensive humor, and other juvenile behaviors. If you find these things offensive, stop listening now. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Yeah, we got ourselves a game con, praying for 40 straight. We got ourselves a game con, our hygiene if you wait. We got ourselves a game con, arguments after fun. Thank you for joining us for Season 16, Episode 5 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Gina. This is Stark. And this is Jib. It's a full house. Woo! Yeah. Uh, get, someone talk about how their week has been really quick while I finish setting oh my the show God. up. All the food <laughs> and all the beer ever. Uh, I think I've gained 10 pounds in yes. the last like, oh. three days. Yeah, we're alone. recording this show on January 1st, 2016. Yeah, happy New Year. Right. We're all up late. Over. Eight till this morning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. All the soup show. ever. 2015, soup. burn it with fire. Yep. Bye-bye. It did. Yeah. Yep. 2015, know, burn it with fire. It was a good bonfire. And now that it's 2016, we all got to remember to write that on checks and stuff. <laughs> It's a five with the little six. Well, it's, it's actually worse right. for me because I actually I have to like sign new start work every time I go to a new gig, mm-hmm. and I know I'm going to screw up. And I'm like, I'm going to have to. We can't change this, and I got to walk down to some administrative building <laughs> and change it myself like an idiot. Oh, I always sucks. screw it up. They should just put a giant sign that flashes saying sixteen. Uh, it doesn't help. And the sad thing is that I had to sign the date on like like I don't know like nine or ten sheets of paper every time. And at one point, I screw up somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Well, do you I, ever have that date that just for some reason all of a sudden you write a completely wacko year? Like you'll write <laughs> February seventeenth, nineteen ninety seven. And then it's like, what? Why? Why, Why? Why did I Why just write that? that? What, what happened on, on February 17th, 1997? Check, check, check. Howdy. There you go. Howdy. Oh, there's Gina. We're professionals. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we're now streaming. Yep. So Let's I'm going to let the chat room know. Okay. Warning. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Star Wars? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, I just yeah. I just told them in the chat room we're going to talk about Star Wars and we're not going to worry about spoilers. Okay, excellent. So, skip five minutes, ten minutes, ten minutes? Uh, maybe ten. Yeah, well, why don't we put we'll it put depends. in the show notes what time we're done with this with the no stories to give me a dirty look. <laughs> sure. No, just skip skip ahead. I have, skip so, ahead. Skip ahead. I have so much stuff I could talk to you about this. I'm in a special like forum that's all about like all the theories <laughs> of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I, I knew after, I'm reading all the little I was reading stuff today. All the things. Yeah, I was so like, excited. here are the four theories Yay! about Ray. So th- thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah. Uh mine's thumbs up. Me too. Okay. Thumbs up. Ah, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Dude. I liked it. I thought it was a very good movie. I read the book before I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, as I'm reading the book, I'm going, huh. And this is before I saw any internet reviews. Yeah. yeah. I'm going, this story seems awfully, awfully familiar. familiar. <laughs> Here's a robot with special information that yeah. the bad guys are trying to get that's out on a desert planet Wait, someplace. Jeep has to give his thumbs up. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> I totally dug it. Yeah. I do see the see your point, though. Yeah. I mean, you know. There's a lot of repetition and a lot of plot holes, but that didn't stop my childish glee. Which What, what plot holes? Because that's the one thing... Having read the book, uh-huh. a lot more shit gets explained. Oh, so I'm wondering if plot holes just is stuff that just got left on the 
on the floor. Possibly. There's a lot of plot holes. Like what? Like oh why God. the hell does it was Han and Chewie just happen to be there at that moment? Because it made the story fun. interesting. Well, no, and oh. you can That's also not a plot hole. you can also explain stuff like that. Okay, this is the difference between J.J. Abrams' plot holes in Star Trek and the the plot holes in Star Wars. Star Wars has the Force, so there's always like that little out. Like the see, Force I don't buy, meant, I don't buy that. I don't, I'm not like, I don't buy that either because Vulcans. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Vulcans gonna, have can read minds. Yes, they can. No, no, they have powers, but that's different. The force is like a universal entity, so it's like it makes things happen when they're supposed to happen. I'm not saying um, that that's a great explanation for why Han has been looking for the Millennium Falcon for ages, and then he just looks out the freaking window and is like, "Hey, look!" No, me off. But, uh, yeah. They mentioned <clears throat> they mentioned that he got that that it had a tracking device on it. Right, but why? It's been decades. Like he's been looking for it for a really fucking long time. It hasn't been on. I am That's going true. to sum up why mm-hmm. Han and Chewie fi- show up to find the Millennium Falcon right then in one word: <laughs> plot, movie, yeah. meta game, plot. movie. Yeah, it's, it's just, meta. so meta. Yeah, well, they got it. They were able to get him to do it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be better ways to get Han one and Chewie movie. involved yeah. in it. Like, uh, why, are, why weren't Han and Chewie stealing the Millennium Falcon back at that time? I mean, that would have been better. If, like, we finally found it. Like, who are you? Who are you? Or whatever. But yeah. because maybe they needed Ray to fly the ship. I right, still... It just seemed way too... Yeah. For I'm me, like, Kasdan? Yeah. Really? You were responsible in for the, that plot? Yeah. That, that in the whole rate. wide of space. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was the whole map thing that was, like, the biggest dumb thing. Because it's like, okay, first off, <laughs> you you're in space. You don't need a map. You right? need coordinates. Right? Like, they had, like, he projects, like, this treasure map. It's like... <laughs> oh, God. Galaxy. Uh, I'm like, you, you can't, can't figure that out. You yeah. can't run it through a computer and say, "Where are these stars all line up?" Yeah. Well, and and it's like, okay, Luke doesn't want to be found, but he left a map to where he is, kind of. No, the the, the map is uh, remnants from the old Republic. Oh. And it, it it's like that didn't make it, that it didn't make it to the movie. I don't think. Okay, it, it, it yeah, like it was like Luke doesn't want to be found, but he left a map in R two D two just in case. Just in case. Also, <laughs> why couldn't they just like act, I don't understand why in the super futuristic place they couldn't just access R two D two's memory banks. Yeah, just pull out his pull out his hard drive <laughs> and read it someplace else. R two D two's asleep, so we're just not going to bother him. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's uh, like. Oh, we don't want to he's make a him up. He's been down. Old, he's a venerable that. He's a venerable old hobbit. You don't want to bother <laughs> him when he's sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you just pull out his hard drive, or you can even probably access it just with another R two unit. You know. Yeah. yeah just and then get little baby robots yes! running around. Right. <laughs> that's, you get yeah. little BBs. Yeah, that's the whole BB yeah. BB one BB two. That's the whole joke with R two D two when he did his he put his port in the the Death Star. In the Death Star, right? And then they made baby. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. I liked it. No, I, I liked but it too. I loved the movie. I won't say it's great cinema. It's not perfect. Definitely not. No. But you know what? Neither was four. No, exactly. Like, there's huge plot holes in the original trilogy. I was just really happy that we got back to a place where we had human emotion and reaction. Was it nice? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was yep. too much. He's, he, the minute Han stands out on that bridge, I'm like, oh no. I know well, exactly oh, what's going to yeah. And he's all. <laughs> No, he wasn't. Oh you were uh, totally over. No, he was. He no, was he's all, not. No, he wasn't. I've he seen was it twice. All, no, in the most predictable death ever. Yeah, it's like oh, oh yeah. every time well, a father and son stands on a catwalk in Star Wars, yeah. right? Yeah. Somebody well, they, they don't die though. They usually don't die. Something they usually bad just fall. Happens. That's why he's not dead. Yeah. I, no, I, I think don't know. That's one. Yeah, that's I know. One I think no, I mean well, Harrison wanted out originally. Anyway, it's just killed the character, so he finally got his wish. The the um. 
in the book, there's a scene, because there's a lot of descriptions of nonverbal things that are happening in the scenes mm-hmm. that you don't really pick up much in the film, because mm-hmm. the actors aren't that great. But um, the, Well, one is. One's a really great actress, and she's going to go far. Yeah. Well, but, and um, John Boyega, he's a he's really good. He's a very good actor. Yeah. I don't know if but the the two um, the the scene where where Chewbacca and Han Solo split up in that field generator place. Mm-hmm. The non Death Star. Have, Death Star. Yes, they, they 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 sit there and they look at each other, and in in <laughs> and, and Alan Dean Foster's like, and neither of them are sure they're going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, they, it's really telegraphed in yeah. the in the book. Yeah, it was. There's also a thing going on between, uh, at least that's the way I read it, between um, Finn and Poe. Really? Maybe. Hmm. There was a, there was some awkwardness in the book hmm. that is not mentioned in the movie. Interesting. It, it hmm. kind of comes off as hero worship in the in the movie, but yeah. it, it might yeah, that, be more. That's, that's how it comes off in the movie. It is a little odd in, in the, the book. Movie. They, they 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 see each other and they run up to each other and hug and then they both kind of get, oh, uh, <clears throat> uh, okay. right. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it didn't make. I mean, like it wasn't. I was like, okay, I was like hand waving for you know. It's sort of like the you all meet in a tavern and you need to just instantly trust right. each other so you don't mess that up. But it was sort of odd to me that's like, uh, like Poe's super excited to see Finn when he gets out of the X wing and they do that big hug thing because it's like. You know he's like an empire guy, and he lets you free, but you don't really have any knowledge of what he's done since then. Right. And you're super happy to see him at the rebel base. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the resistance base. Yeah. Well, maybe they I mean, just it's like a little bit. It's like maybe you should ask a question or two before you're like, oh, you're good. Okay. Right? There was a bunch of like, just oh, okay. Like, well, I'll follow you blindly. <laughs> no, no, okay. moments. All right, we'll we'll just call back. Yeah. Okay. So a teenage kid from the middle of nowhere <laughs> shows up at the rebel base and we're going to trust him with a very expensive high-tech starfighter. Well, they could shoot womp rats. I mean, yeah. so he he definitely proved he could do that. Oh yeah. I'm uh, not saying it makes was, more was sense in the canyon. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. yeah. That makes as much sense as like I know we have to hide this twin child. Let's hide him on his father's homeworld with his father's family with his la- father's last name. <laughs> never never there because no one will never <laughs> find no him. No one will ever. Make, yeah, you're just like yeah. There's something that just don't make sense. And, and this R two unit knows everything. everything. Let's make sure that he's around and comes by the planet at yeah. that particular time. Yeah, that's the other. Thing. I'm like okay, like Ma- I, like obviously they've made with BB eight. They've made improvements in droids. Like, come on, like. I don't understand. And I'm a little bit worried that C-3PO has a red arm just for those stupid commercials. Uh, it, yeah. I, I'm sure it's, supposedly it's, I've heard it's explained somewhere else. but I'm In the saying. comics. Oh, it is? Oh. Yeah. I will say that my my absolute favorite R2-D2 thing mm-hmm. is the uh, meme videos of what R2 is actually saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What, yeah, what you hear and what he said. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, no, you tie down that stabilizer. Fuck you, asshole. Tie down your own goddamn stabilizer. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I think you're getting shot at. That's amazing. I, uh, technically speaking, I thought the direction was a little... It was okay. I Here's the weird thing. Lucas is terrible with actors, but he's a great editor. 
And he can really make a movie move fast. His uh, wife was a great his editor. Wife, his ex, his ex-wife was a great editor. Yes. When you look at The New Hope, it was wonderful because you have these action moments and there'd be these interludes. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and I, missed, I missed that yeah. in well, this movie. He I, tried to do it and it wasn't as good. He would cut back to the desert planet. It just wasn't... I, I will say I was glad to finally have a movie that isn't one long fucking chase scene. Well, yeah. There Absolutely. are moments when it's yep. kind of, the story kind of slows down. There's a little bit of exposition. And so. that was... It was nice to see someone put that in a big budget film for yeah. fucking once, right? Yeah. yeah. And Lucas was always very good to go watch uh, a New Hope te- armed with that information. There's moments where they're like, and they they round the corner and they're safe, and then they cut to Tatooine and it's quiet, mm-hmm. and the music changes, and there's you know there's a speeder and it's a long shot. And you're like, <sighs> yeah. And then it you know cuts back and, and and he was very good at weaving like three different stories into one and even though Abrams tried it it seemed awkward to me. It was just busy. There was just yeah. it, the, the three well stories he was weaving together. There was too much in them. I agree. So it, like with A New Hope, there were you know multiple stories that wove together into one story. Yes, and that didn't necessarily happen as smoothly in this. There's just so much to get That's in. Exactly there. what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, Kylo Ren, lame. No, yeah. I think I, uh, he. I was really annoyed at him when I walked out of the theater. I was like, oh my god, we have like this wannabe emo Darth Vader. This is ridiculous. He's wannabe emo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, awful. But then I started thinking about it and I actually read some articles online and it makes kind of perfect sense if you think of him as kind of like this child of this uh, tumultuous relationship between Han and Leia. Right. they were never smooth sailing. Like, they were super passionate. She was trying to get the rebellion up. So basically you've got this kid who was kind of their last priority probably because they're trying to get the New Republic together. You know, know, Han's trying to be a good dad but he really wants to, you know, he's got wanderlust. He's like the dad who rides motorcycles all the time and like is always gone. Right. So you've got this kid who's sort of like that and then he gets shipped off to boarding school not necessarily by his choice to become a Jedi with his uncle Luke it's like one of those things it's like okay you have all this going on what is he going to do he's going to rebel how is he going to rebel he's going to pick the fucking dark side because that's all you can do when you're Han and and Leia's kid and Luke's and you're telling me that's not emo no, well, I'm saying it is emo, it, is but it makes sense now. It totally pisses I, I me would off. Add, I would actually add a couple of things onto that, because I, I agree with you. <laughs> There's also the expectation yeah. placed on him. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, your, you know, your uncle, your grandfather, mm-hmm. you know, the dead. And then um, there's having to hear what great heroes <laughs> your fucking parents Everybody. were the whole All time. All the right. time. Yeah. And there's the possibility that he wasn't necessarily as talented a Jedi as Luke or somebody else. Oh, I think that's not true. Well, no, but... The, Be, but seeing how what he does in the movie... Right, but that's the dark side. Oh, Often God. that's a shortcut that, for people who are not patient enough to actually get the full training. That me off. <laughs> well, See, I'm assuming it of, was... Okay. It was not a. Uh, I, 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 we're t- you're talking about the blaster bolt. I'm talking about the okay. blaster bolt. Oh. I'm, assu- I'm, assu- I'm, I'm gonna go on faith and assume that that was not an Abramism was to an like Abram. make things more over the top. No, it was an Abram. You think it was? I totally think because that's the one time he stops a blaster bolt and he holds it there the entire time, and then he's being shot at all these other times and he never bothers to do that. Right, and we've never seen anyone else ever no! do that. No, but I think also that's. Uh, um, Actually, I don't remember if that ever happens in the Clone Wars. I don't know, but that's definitely no, something no. That I'm just I'm, I'm almost okay. finished watching it again. Okay. No, I haven't seen it, but I also <laughs> think that's part of a project. Kylo, Kylo Ren is the Miley Cyrus of Jedi. <laughs> yes, thank you, Orkos. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, plus, everybody yeah. should follow uh, emo. 
Kylo Ren. Oh my god, the best Twitter account ever. (laughs) But one of the things about him, and one of the reasons, supposedly, I don't know if this is 100% canon or not, the reason his lightsaber's a little weird is because his, his, because there's crystals in lightsabers, if you don't know that, I'm sure you do if you're listening to this podcast. Um, But supposedly his crystal's cracked, that's why it's a little weird. Because he is an impatient person as part of his his character. Like, he's impatient. He doesn't want to go through the process. That's one of the reasons he may have turned to the dark side, because he didn't want to go through the patience that it takes to become a Jedi Master. If you tap into the dark side, you get more power more quickly. I thought... I thought uh, Sith crystals were synthetic. Yeah, that's. I've heard that, and hers is based on a more ancient design, which is why he has to have the exhaust ports, which make the cross port, because it, it's it's not... It's not it's too well a, tuned. That was well a theory home. I read before the movie came out, but I don't know if that. I, the the what, what I've read recently, it said that he, while he was making his, he cracked it. Not that it was cracked previously, but he oh, was okay. trying quickly to make it, and he didn't want to like take the time. Yeah, to he's properly. got his uncle to oh, kill. Are you talking about why it, it why has that like, weird sort of jaggedy? Yeah, right. why it's like weird and and, di- and not as stable as other ones. It's right. also thin. It's almost like a blade. It's inter- It's got an interesting mm-hmm. look to it. Mm-hmm. But I, all that being said, I, I don't know. I was sort of on the fence about the whole. It's like, it's definitely a fan letter mm-hmm. from Abrams to yeah. George yeah. Lucas. I mean, and he basically remade the first movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of his. That is what he, truth. It's kind of what he does. I mean, Star Trek. He kind of remade it. It's kind of how he how he goes about things. I just didn't. I was expecting it to be a new, fresh start, not the same thing I'd seen before. And I was mm. a little taken aback. Well, a lot taken back. I'm like, I, I, I've I, seen this fucking thing before. There's a desert planet. There's a fucking no, Death Star. I, I, there's two. The, the yeah. wise old man from a bygone era uh, yeah. is killed, right? Uh, yeah. Everything before. My it's favorite all there. is when they're all in the meeting, like the brief before they attack the non-Death Star, Death Star. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Star Killer Base. Oh. Um, like, everyone's just like, okay, so how do we kill it this time? Right? Like, they even, like, even their dialogue is like, He's like, okay, oh, so yeah, it's another Death Star. Oh, no, it's not a Death Star. I'm like, but you know, we all know it is. Yeah, but even, like, Jeez. the character's like, okay, well, last time was the exhaust port, so what do we shoot this time? Like, literally, right. that's what their dialogue is. So I kind of love that they at least, like, owned that a little bit. Yeah. Um, the, the, now, I think, I think, th- I think they made Kylo Ren as annoying as they did because he's going to have a, a very interesting character an arc, arc yeah, later I think on. So too. Yeah. I'm expecting. Yeah. And I think he's going to be fucking powerful as fuck later. They kind of set when he or he is. Well, he is. And when you think about it, like he he fought Rey and he fought Finn, but he'd been hit with Chewie's crossbow thing right. before Which that. Which is the most Twice. powerful weapon in the <laughs> yeah. universe all of a sudden. <laughs> Which is like I mean, it it makes like stormtroopers fly twenty feet right, back right. and shit like that. It's like so, how come Chewie wasn't using this in the last four movies? He never hit. He never hit. He never. He never well, yeah. he carried it. They just finally have the technology to make it look bad. Whoa! Yeah. So I mean, the guy's like he he almost beat them with like. Uh, like one hand, yeah, with one hand, dripping right. yeah, and burning, right. and he was he was fighting gone. with one hand, yeah, right. Oh, so. that's right, yeah, he yeah it was dr- blood was dripping, that's yeah. right, yeah. And and Ray and and Ren and Ren and, yeah. Ren and, uh, and po- uh, Finn were both untrained, and he at least had some training. So, yeah. and I, the interviews I've read that that's the style of sword fighting you want to do with Kendo and all is that to make it look like these guys are still new, right? In the in the prequel movies, these guys are. The Jedi were still at the height of their power, and they had trained and trained and trained, and they had all these great lightsaber sticks. But these guys have no training, so it was kind of nice to just see a full-on sort of two guys fighting. None of these backflips and over the you know blurry motion and right. jumping over lava. It's just kind of nice to yeah. see. It's just a straight. So it wouldn't fight. matter so Robots much if you had the high ground. Right, <laughs> cut the high ground. They <laughs> annoy me the most is a stupid robot with like eight lightsabers. I'm just like, I know that's just stupid. That's just stupid. Well, he collected them. Yeah, but. 
it's still stupid. And that's one of the things that does bother me a little bit is I feel that that lightsabers are something super special to the Jedi and while other people might be able to activate them, like Han activates it yeah. to, to put Luke in the Tauntaun and save him. Like but just to cut him open. Like I thought it smelled bad. <laughs> <laughs> be something that like normal humans are able to use and i definitely was super fucking pissed when the robot was using it I was, well, well, they, so they need to have the establishing scene where someone who is not trained with it picks it up and accidentally cuts their leg off right well listen i can pick up a samurai sword and cut open a tauntaun with it it's not a problem but sure. i cannot you know yeah. take out Effectively a bunch of people with fight it. with right. it yeah and, right. it, and people are like well finn has been trained as a stormtrooper from i'm like yeah but he's also a janitor and <laughs> right that was the other thing <laughs> oh, was a janitor. Yeah. that to me is the biggest plot hole okay yeah that's ridiculous who armors up sanitation guys right right and uh, he's been trained like from childhood to do this why yeah. all of a sudden why are you collecting garbage right well, right well no okay maybe you sucked and they made you the garbage guy instead but then why do they send you to send you to this planet and then you know to take over this little village and then why do you suddenly you're like oh i'm having a problem of conscience with like the people who've raised me some from birth like I don't know. At least oh, with the clones. Oh, they like stole him. He knows, though, that they stole him from his family. So, yeah. at a young age, and then, you yeah. Know, yeah. Basically. Um, no, but what about you... Phasma? Like, oh, what? I know, right? Biggest disappointment it, ever. Right? She I know. Was awful. It was oh, awful. Oh, here, I'll push well, the button. Here I, that was the one thing. I'm assuming they're going to use her a little more. I in hope the next so. That's what I, I think they, they will. But no, it was are. like, okay, she's down there. She's giving orders. She's kind of badass. She's not really used. But then suddenly it's like, She's What's just, a fucking yeah. Wookiee? Yeah. What do you expect? It's a Wookiee. Yeah. It's a Wookiee. They'll okay. tear your arms off when they lose chess. Then maybe she should have lost an arm because she should have been badass enough to be like, I know. You. That yeah. just looked maybe like, she wait, did. we didn't even get Maybe the she fight. did off camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she did off camera. Maybe when they she comes back, she's going to have a red arm. I'll be mad at that. Yeah. yeah so, nice. I don't know. Right. That was the one thing. The fact that she rolled over super fast. Do we want to do um, theories super quick or no? Oh, sure. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, theory about Ray. Who, where did she come from? What do you guys think? I, I, for some reason, when I left the movie, it's the most obvious one, and it's the one Lucas would have done, is that I wanted her to be the twin. I want mm-hmm. her to be the twin that there's some plausible movie reason that they were Which separated twin? at birth. Uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's oh, okay. Yeah, like Kylo Ren's mm-hmm. twin. Would, wouldn't her parents have recognized yeah but what if what if once again there is someone who in their world who's going to convince them that they you know need to separate the twins because of yeah. some yeah. thing because it's always or at birth so and the other twin yeah. is allegedly dead or yeah. something I, um, she was also dropped on her planet at like age seven or eight yeah. that's the one thing that she I remembers thought. I'm like you've got to remember like I remember things from when I was dude seven, I right? read something just today that J.J. Abrams has said that there are three uh, confirmed voices in that vision and one is the most recognizable is Alec Guinness saying Ray merged with um, but also um, Frank Oz mm-hmm and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. So those are the three uh, audio. Yeah. They merged that Ale- you hear. Alec Guinness and uh, Ewan McGregor's voices. They say the oh, same thing really? at the same time. So. <laughs> so uh, you, you think Virgin Birth? Like I Anakin? I hate that shit. But. Um, I, I'm talking about what theories. May, maybe. Or or the Luke's daughter. That, that's kind of what I'm assuming. That's the one that I yeah. think is like most obvious. And that's the only reason I would. Because. Like, I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe she is, because it, like, expanded yeah. universe before, which is no longer canon, doesn't really count, yeah. had the twin, the solo twins. Yeah. But yeah. then it's like, 
she was six or seven when she was dropped off on that planet. She would remember having a brother. Yeah, or Han and Leia. Like when she saw them, they, it would be like they oh. say in that in the vision too that there is some confirmation that she is at that little Jedi yeah. training camp. Yeah, yeah. Y- you don't. We never actually know who Anakin's father is, do we? Oh, and that the first uh, force, the the first hall scene is on Cloud City. An angel. That's confirmed Mm -hmm. too. I mean, oh yeah, no, she, his mother, right? Born a slave, his mom. What's her name? There was no father. She said she actually in in episode one. um, Qui Gon Jinn actually asks her yeah. who his father is and she said and I think her exa- her response is I don't know. No, I no. She I said, think there, is no there is no father. Oh, there yeah. is no father. That's right. No, it's a virgin birth. Yeah. I'd love for her to be it's a liar. F- Anakin well, Skywalker look, is when you look Star up all Wars the, Jesus. The, yeah, the family trees, it's yeah. the force. I want right. I really want yeah. to yeah. Um, I think she's Gwai Gunjin's That's daughter. his porn name. <laughs> I so force. want her to be Gwai Gunjin's daughter <laughs> because he's my favorite Jedi and he's so useless. Yeah. I really hope that maybe she, my in my perfect world she yeah. wouldn't be related to anybody. Right? That's, yeah, that's the theory. Just a witness. No, she wouldn't be any of the Solo yeah. or Skywalker lineage. She's not going to be like. I she's think that's be unlikely. That. It's yeah. totally unlikely. Too. I think that it's my perfect he, world because it just means there. Are, it just shows us there are other the badass people out it's there. In other places. Yeah. It's not just this one stupid yeah. family. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the fact that there's been an awakening in the Force. It's that's the story I would like to see. That's not the story we will see. Two families. She can't be Gligons because she'd be too. She's too young. And remember, he was a rogue Jedi running around. He could have. He could have shagged somebody. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But she would have been. What if like, she's in her ben 40s Kenobi's granddaughter? I really yeah. want to look at um, the music actually because I think think that's where we're going to find the answer because John Williams in his old age has gotten less and less creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still very good. Oh, but he's you mean very the, like the theme? And um, and he has a theme for every character in Star yep. Wars you can find. Anakin's theme was a take on the Imperial March. He yeah. like morphed the Imperial March, and if you looked at, musically at it on the paper, you could see similarities. Yep. I think that's where you'll actually find the answer. I think if you, if it's Han and Leia's theme that you see in Ray's theme, then it's that. If you see, it's which Luke's. I'm thinking oh, is Luke's. Oh, it is Luke's. When she showed up, it's uh, a. Da, 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 it's da, da, similar. Da, da. It's not quite the same. No, but it's, but it's similar. It is. But, like, but it's similar. Theory. But all of them are pretty similar because oh. he also wanted Leia's to sound like Luke because oh. there's family. Yoda's daughter. Tomes is Nobody also says Ray. He thinks Ray is a younger sister because they feared uh, Kylo Ren was going to be a bad influence. They decided to tell him she was born. She wasn't born. I think he's what he's trying to say. And that Luke did a uh, the. You have no daughter. Yeah, maybe Jedi mind trick. See, I think I think maybe I think she. I think she's going to be. I mean, it's it's more dynamic to have a sibling fight, dude. Yeah, if she got to hear Yoda's voice. Oh, that'd be if that was part of the thing, yeah, because they said Frank Oz. Yeah. I mean, what I was he playing, like yeah. Miss Piggy? Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's gonna end up being in Luke's lineage, but probably, I probably yeah. that'd be interesting. And or, I'm sorry, but no that, that scene yeah. was awesome. I mean, you knew it was coming, but that was pretty freaking cool. Well, yeah, when, well, when you see Mark Hamill, yeah, yeah, for yeah, and like, she's reaching it, out. It's he so didn't. funny. We, we, he's cast. We, he's got the beard. Know, he talks about how he's in all this stuff and everything. And we watch the movie. and I'm waiting, and waiting, and waiting. But it's like, that was really cool. the last thirty seconds. Well, that's, that's the way it is in the book too. <laughs> I know. No, and yeah, the, I didn't the, even know if we'd get to see it. No, I, I kept going. Right. I was sort of expecting that because he wasn't in any. Well. Only his robot not hand in the, touching yeah. R2-D2 is yeah. the only thing, and you don't see, ever see it's him. Isn't, wasn't he the voiceover in oh, yeah. the first trailer? Yeah. 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 My but you father don't see it. his picture. Right. His sister. And there's a, isn't the there a version with Leia saying that? No. No? No. no. Oh, I thought there was one. So, okay. uh, anybody tear up? 
besides yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I know. At the, the end, when she hands the old character, when she, when Leia hugged, hugged, uh, yeah. Chewie, I was like, <laughs> I did when, uh, when she, when they got back in the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. ran Chewie. And, and I, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And again, that's because it's a love letter oh to, my God, to Star yeah. Wars fans. Because yeah. that's what he is. And, it's a and big I fan agree boy. with you. Well, they see, the pressed b- the nostalgia button a little a too lot. much. In the book, they're talking nice. about, like, when they go into the bridge, Chewie sits down in the co-pilot seat. And he's like, no, you you're you got to be pilot. And he's like, mm-mm. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> right. That's the thing that killed me. I don't. Even the other that, scene, that interaction's yeah, not in the, the, in the movie. Me. But yeah, yeah, it's implied because she jumps in and they look at each like, other and, and they're natural. Yeah. Right. Well, and uh, that was the part I think that was kind of strongly trying to tell me as audience that she's part of the Leia and so, Han was yeah. that they're finishing each other's sentences, and right. that's not the kind of relationship he had with Luke. Yeah. You know, so I was like, but I she, think that's a possibility. But she flies. Yeah. She flies like a Skywalker. Plus, I'm sorry, he's he's got swagger. Like, maybe he has some other kid and she has oh, the Force. Could that be. would be... <laughs> maybe. Sort of fucked up. Yeah, but a little but the Force yeah. didn't come from his side, I don't think. <laughs> well, maybe. But we maybe don't know he's more sensitive. Maybe. A lot of mumbo-jumbo does not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it would also be very much like J.J. Abrams to um, to feign that, to try and think, make us think that, just like how in all the po- posters, Finn's the one with the lightsaber. Right, yeah. So yeah. everyone assumes he's the new Jedi. It'd be very like Abrams yeah. to be like, oh, look, she's sitting in the pilot seat of the Millennium Falcon. I bet she's Han's kid. Wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Right. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. What about the bad guy? What's his name? The the projection Huts- guy? S- Snoke. <laughs> Which oh. is the stupidest name for a bad ever, guy ever. Ever, yes. Well, just like Shmi or whatever her name was. And it's funny, I'm watching his mannerisms mom. and I'm listening to his voice and I went, Snoke. that's Andy Circus, isn't it? And it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Now, there's a theory well, that, that James he's Bond was in the Darth movie. Plagueis. Possibly. Because oh. when I read, and it's no longer considered canon, but when I read the Darth Plagueis novel, that character is alive through the, to the end of episode one, at mm-hmm. least. So Palpatine is an apprentice during the first film. Hmm. Okay. But that's not canon anymore. Okay. Um, he, no, they, I don't think there's anywhere, anything that's canon that says what race Darth Plagueis was, but in that book, he was immune. A mune. M-U-N. <laughs> What's he not immune, immune to? Right. Right. <laughs> I like the theory that's going around that he is the um, Grand Inquisitor from Rebels. If you haven't watched that, you should. It's oh yeah, he because um, he because he the, he blows up and he's got an he has an accident and then he gets this big scar across his face. And I'm showing Stu the picture that's convincing to me. And then supposedly oh, yeah, he maybe. dies. It could be. That could um, be. Supposedly he dies in an explosion, but it's one of those like explosion deaths where he jumps down and then you never see the body. Right, right. So that's and and Rebels is canon. So I don't know. That's the theory yeah. I'm kind of leaning oh, towards. Maybe right now. that's a good, really good point. I like that one. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. And I like the fact that they tie in Rebels that much, just because I love that cartoon. It's amazing. I love I love Rebels. So, that's it. I'm, so, I'm buying it. I'm I actually buying it. my yeah. my favorite storyline in in the whole thing wow. is Ahsoka yeah. Tano. Yes! Oh, I love her. Everybody does. Uh, yeah, I, so I awesome. love her story. Yeah. All right, we're wandering uh, off of the spoilers uh, moments now. Wolf, so, uh, Wolf says... We just say done? He, Wolf, I think the rumors are correct. Snoke is going to be Darth Plagueis. Yeah, nice. it could be. Uh, I can see that, too. I can see it. I think. 
Except he says he killed him, but maybe he lied because he was a Sith. <laughs> Fucking uh, GM mistakes from Nicholas. Already. All right, so we're done with the All spoilers. Right, so we're done spoilers. You can, you, what time yeah. you can listen. So what now. time is it, there, So you can mark that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see the big clock. Uh, Thirty minutes. All right, Not exactly. It's the first half hour of the show. So Thirty minutes in, you can start listening. All right. Uh, as a first-time GM, I made an island sandbox for the PCs to be stranded on. However, humans being creatures of curiosity, they seemed more interested in reaching the sandbox walls than the sandbox itself. They drifted around the island for days before returning to the sea. They starved. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Now, there, uh, there might be some jamming mistakes there. Maybe. <laughs> you guys don't want to go to the island? You sure you don't want to go to the island? Okay, you don't go to the island. You all starve to death. For a die. campaign Make to be to be tr- serious and important, it must have record. accurate record keep- timekeeping. You know what, though? That's a PC game. I could see that happening in Fallout. You spend too much time, like, you know, checking right. something out, and you die of starvation or radiation poisoning or something. That shouldn't happen in your role-playing games. No. Not the whole party. No, just because right? I'm not. We're not. We don't want to go to that island. Oh, you don't, huh? Oh, okay. No. Okay. <laughs> hey, else, Stu, come to think of it, I think uh, the skeletons of our Inukai relatives are still on an island, having not. <laughs> they are. Yes, you're probably right. ambling around that island again. We went to an island we that we shouldn't have gone to, and that's where the game ended. And they're there behind well, that, rocks. That wasn't. I didn't kill you. That wasn't. No, first we're, started. We're then, still there. Yeah, you're still there. We'll start a new Inokai game. We'll have new characters that you have to go find out what happened to them. <laughs> they're, just, they're dead. Awesome. They go waited find your uncle. <laughs> I'm actually super excited about that. I know you're just joking, but I'm really no, I will totally run it run really again. Excited. I love I, Star Wars first. Uh, now my PCs start in the middle of the sandbox. Note on human curiosity. While most humans die at sea, some discover new land like America. Uh, this is said to be one of the factors. That to why we outlive the Neanderthals. So I want to kind of talk about sandboxes and wanderlust and exploration and stuff like that. And is it okay to create sandboxes? And shouldn't it be more like a beach? And should it have walls? Because, I mean, that, that particular situation, it's literally a, a sandbox. It's like you're going to get off your raft. Mm-hmm. You're going to go here. You're not ever going to want to get back on that fucking raft again. Right, because that, that that's a bad idea. So you're going to be stuck here. And it's an island. So right. yeah, there is no there is no going anywhere else. Not not okay. once you're there. Unless, you know, a ship comes by. Okay. I I like exploring and I like, you know, I'll, if I find the ruins, I will explore and I especially love it in online games. I love to go around and wander off the beaten path and check stuff out. But I'm not sure if that's fun for the entire party when you're doing a role-playing game. Like, hey guys, let's just wander around for days. Some people don't like that, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of self-centered. You're like, I'm going to take yeah. the party, derail it, and we're all going to go off and do my thing and just wander around. I don't think people are going to have fun with that. After a while, it's, it's not fun to describe that stuff in a role-playing game. Like, well, all right, you explore the whole island, you find one set of ruins. Uh, after five days, that was, uh, there you go. That's it. Okay. Well, it could be an island like Lost, too. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Smoke monsters and horses that show up once it's and just, disappear. It's just yeah. mist. And never come back. It's, it was the and game of mist. Yeah. Seasons, like and you have no idea trees. where the horse went, and right. you just really annoy that the horse doesn't <laughs> ever come back. Never, ever. <laughs> ever. Even if you look it up on the internet, there's no answer. There's no horse. Stupid. I'm sorry, what was the topic? I'm Remember, sorry. it's Abrams again. 
So it's the horse. Fucking Abrams. Yeah. Right? Come on. Everybody loves him. Stupid horse. <laughs> but by dif- definition, I would... Well, and maybe there are varying dish- definitions of a sandbox. But it shouldn't have... I mean, it, I guess it could have walls, but you shouldn't deny if somebody wants to go back on the water, though. Right? No, but... But, I mean, I guess you could have a sandbox game in a prison, so it's going to have walls. But, like... Sure. It's... A sandbox game would be that there is not really any rail well, leading characters. Yeah, to kind, of, bre- kind of the like definition I think we work under yeah. is that the, the GM has set, give, given the players a setting. And the plot hooks are going to more or less come from the players mm-hmm. than they are. The, uh, impetus for a story will come from the players rather than the GM dropping plot hooks. I think that's kind of what separates a sandbox from... What you I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. Okay, well, what is a sandbox then? Okay. Oh no! <laughs> is this going to turn to the great sandbox debate of 2016? Maybe. Because I'm, only, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to fight over this definition. So <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> a, a sandbox, in and of itself, the, the the concept of a pure sandbox where we have nothing, we have no features, nothing, it, and. We're going to chuck the players into it, and then everything we do is going to be in response to what they come up with. First uh, off, a couple of bad things are likely to happen. Okay, well, that, that is, that's pretty much what I just said okay. is the definition yeah. of the sandbox. I disagree with that, though. Because, all right, having done my... Okay, we're back. We had a hiccup. Go ahead. What having, did I say? Having done your time. Having done, having my, done time. my time in <laughs> kindergartens and preschools, a sandbox is never... Ever just sand. There's always yeah. a little toy truck exactly. yeah. and the little bucket and the shovels everywhere. To me, a sandbox game is a game where you kind of have a per, like a, 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 a sandbox, something set up. It generally does have some sort of boundaries, whether it's the whole continent or whether it's a simple island. And then there's things set up on that island, and that that may be things that the GM has planned. It may be stuff that's like originated by the players. Like maybe they decide to go look for food. Okay, I didn't really plan on them looking for food, but now that's a thing. Yeah. But you definitely know that there's like the giant jungle trap, you know, the, you know, Indiana Jones temple that they're going to go into. So that's something that the GM has set up. To me, it's more the players have choice of what happens first. Like it's like whether they. Well, that's exactly what it's exactly the same thing I just said. No, you said you said it's stuff that that is only originated from the players. The 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 impetus for the story comes from the players. Yeah, as opposed to giving. That's the way. That's the way I always have looked at it. It's like here because sandbox is synonymous with setting. Mm -hmm. Okay, sandbox setting, sandbox setting. What makes it a sandbox is. Here is the ad- pre-written adventure that I have with all of the plot hooks, and here's what the party is going to do. That doesn't belong in a sandbox. The sandbox is, I'm going to go in here, and I'm going to make my own stuff. I'm going to build a pub. Yeah. We're going to go ahead. And, and, and so the could, GM is yeah. in a more reactive position than he but, will be in a, in a but here's, traditional game. Here's where the, where the wheels come off the, off the sandbox. Okay. Okay, now are you arguing about the definition of a sandbox, or are you saying why sandboxes aren't a good idea? Because um, I'm still arguing about the definition. Cause right. it's still okay. Because, because <laughs> like, okay. No one has said. No one has said a definition that is not the same as mine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think there are elements Ultimately. that agree. But like, uh, for example, my Salem Witch Trials game, super sandboxy. But I did have those things, those points that they had to get to to get to the the end of the story. 
It's just that they it might take them a little longer. Like there wasn't like the train track; they have, they go in an exact order. They definitely had to go to a specific tavern to talk to a guy. They had to go. So there's those things they have to get to. It's just they have to figure that out. It's not like I, you well, know. Okay. I don't know. So I guess um, from a sense? definition standpoint, kind of. Okay. <laughs> from, from a definition standpoint of what is a pure sandbox, mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Here's Box the thing: it doesn't work. I don't. I think it, it depends on what kind of players you have. I'm not wearing gloves, or I'd throw one down right now. Okay, here's <laughs> why. It, here's here's why. It, okay, a pure sandbox in and of itself will work with a small percentage of very proactive players. Yes. Yes. Okay. I yeah, I completely agree with that. And but here's where I disagree it's with a disaster with, your with premise, most, if most not groups. your definition. Okay. Okay. Everything in the sandbox. The, the toys that we throw that are in the sandbox for them to play with, not all of them come from the players. True. I can take and th- yeah. and throw all manner of toys out in the sandbox okay, but, uh, that are things that are going on in the universe. When you say toys, what you're talking about is setting. No, yeah. they're they're they are they're story threads that are going on. But that's, that's setting. setting. That's and setting. Whether it's, it's like, activities here's the, wor- here's the world as it exists places. when the game starts. Yeah. <laughs> right, and that, that it is. That's what you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about you could. I, they walk into the bar, and they overhear a conversation about slave trade, and there's a bunch of slaves. Da, da, da. They can either that that's still it's a sandbox. They can choose to do something about that, or they don't do something about that because they are not compelled to do. Yes, they are that. absolutely not compelled to do anything th- about but, it. But they the, can. But the if thing they you to. threw out there when they're like, "Yeah, what's going on around us?" Da da da. That's just so like is what it, you're saying. Is a sandbox just an anti-railroad game? That's what I kind of think. I, I think the that the concept of what a sandbox game. Or, or when we say a sandbox game, what we're really after is that if I think, as the GM, that the characters are going to go down this road and they're going to go do talk to that guy and they're going to go do the thing, and then they turn left instead and they go somewhere else and do something else, here's what makes it a... a and, and I don't actually like the word sandbox because mm-hmm. I don't think it really makes sense to me. But um, here's what makes the game work. Okay, we'll go left. Yes, cool. but that's and. just good. That's good jamming. Yeah. yeah. So that's, sandbox, see, that's what a sandbox game jamming. is good jamming. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm totally biased. So <laughs> I, that's what I'm trying to with, with certain people. I'm I mean, because all I know is that when my cat walks into a sandbox, it's a completely different game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think of it as being what you were saying. It's like. It's it's the game without rails, and so it doesn't mean you're not providing interesting aspects of the world. Well, see, I kind of struggled. Setting. I kind of struggled with this definition yeah. for a while because what yeah. everyone's describing just sounds like a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. If it's I, right? without rails, and I th- and but I yes, I, th- I think do. what would make it a sandbox to me is. The, the impetus for the story is coming from the players, not from the GM. The GM's not saying, here's yeah. your plot hook. Oh, you not want to take that one? Here's another plot hook. Now, See, there's think, some games yeah. where the GM has to do that, or you're all going to sit around the table looking at your phones. See, I do because that. you have very non-proactive players. Right. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't have this sort of a game with, with a group that isn't super proactive. Mm-hmm. I ran a champions game where everyone made character. Or I made all the NPCs, and everyone showed up to make their characters and said, "We all want to make villains." 
pure sandbox game. Yeah. Sit down. Here's the world I've developed. All of my villains, with all of their killing powers, now are the superheroes in this city, I guess. Right. So the players make all their characters. Okay, what do you guys want to do? We're going to go rob the bank. Okay. I I now am in a reactive position where I'm like, I have to come up with the bank. Here's what's going to happen. The story's coming from them. All I'm doing is reacting to it. Yeah. It's I've run very few games like that. See, I would I see I I turn I call my game sandbox, but that's not how my games are. Right. I guess my okay, a better description of my games I guess would be open world games. I they're, think th- I think they're open with a lot of player agency like yeah. extra. Well, I would de- I would describe them kind of like um like open world video games. Like you can play Skyrim, you can wander wherever you want, you can kill whatever you want. You never have to do a quest and you never want to. But if you want to, there's quests and you can kind of weave in and out of those quest lines. And there are kind of linear progressions to those quests, but you don't have to do them in a specific order. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a better description of my games. Um, so people can come and go. You get some information about one quest while you're doing this, you know, cave or whatever. Then you might wander off into the forest and do something else for a while. Eventually you might come back to that. So that's more how I feel. So it's not necessarily railroads, but it's like paths in the forest. Can I, can I give you a different dis- a, a different descriptor for the game? Yeah. Okay. Like most world. most like pre-written adventures mm-hmm. are like IKEA. You go in the okay. entrance, go up the double you escalator, go up right. the escalator, and then you go through the housewares section, and you yeah. kind of follow a path. Giant Unless you know where the shortcuts are. <laughs> Unless, <laughs> Unless you, and there's okay. short. There yep. are some shortcuts, there are some right? Shortcuts. But there's giant arrows on the ground, so you follow yeah. the same direction. That's and, a and it's really hard, good description. And it's hard not to do that, because, especially yeah. when it's crowded. Right. Yeah. So that's totally not. Yeah. And the other one is Target. Or you just walk yeah. in and you just go wherever you want. <laughs> See, and I guess that's what I'm trying <laughs> that's to say. That's stuff in the store for you to do. Yeah, well, yeah well, sure. No saying, but I, mean, I don't think anybody's saying that, that there's nothing to do. Right. In, yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, that that's to me, sounds like the, the difference between the Target and the Ikea. Because one is very structured. The other one is, you just go wherever you want and get whatever you want. Yeah. So I, I guess think. mine would be Target with a shopping list. Yeah. You can have a shopping list. No, sure. I think that's. I think <laughs> but, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, it's like okay, this is what you want to do. How long it takes you to do it is kind of you. Stork, Stork has to. Sorry. Has oh, to. Yeah. He, he wants to. Well, no, I was just defend say, this, you, the Swedish institution. Your but. games. Your games start out, I guess, as a sandbox, but at some point you now have to develop a villain or a thread or whatever the characters have done it. Now it becomes less of a sandbox again. Unless they're just completely ADD and they just hop all over the place. Which has happened. Well, I, I, the, the the villain game I ran, I, I only ran a couple of sessions. Because was, I wasn't prepared for it. I, didn't, I hadn't made sure. good guys. At the start. But, but the next day. I didn't, then- no, I didn't have to do anything. I literally didn't have to. All I had to do... Was make new heroes for the ones to replace the ones they killed in the previous session. That's my my point is after do. after day three or day four, game three, game three, game four, they've they've locked onto something that you know how to develop. Whether it's ruins they go explore, whether it's uh, but it, and so the the original plot threads start from the players, but at some point it stops being a sandbox. Mm, that, that's that's I, just the GM reaction. Yeah, I don't think well, that makes it not a sandbox yeah, anymore because at any given point. Something else can interest them, well, yeah, like the blue light special or the overhead sure, announcement that sure. takes them in a complete. Now, and they don't even care about that. Now, anymore. as the GM, once that starts, okay, the first thing they wanted to do was go rob a bank. 
So they went and they robbed a bank. Of course. So then maybe the next week what I could do is say, oh, you know, the, the local paper just mentioned that there's you know uh, nine priceless paintings that uh, are, are going to be on display next week at the mm-hmm. local museum. That's a, a, a plot hook. They can take it. Or not. They cannot take it. They could just right. keep robbing banks because it's probably going to be easier. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like the railroad game is kind of like where, oh, you try and rob another bank, but you n- walk outside and there's a bunch of cops waiting for you. You probably should go rob the paintings. Like, like <laughs> that's oh, a you break into the example. bank <clears throat> and there are paintings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And where there's not like the choice. Well, right. so, here, here's the deal. Here, in, in my opinion, it's not really about sandbox versus railroad mm-hmm. no it's not it's about freedom of choice I think, and the yeah. meat and the the importance of character choice yeah if and a we say a railroady game but it's actually a verb it's yeah. railroading yes it is railroading the players to do what i think they need they're supposed to do i like it as an adjective railroady mm-hmm. <laughs> i do too <laughs> Railroadly, yes, an adverb. <laughs> yes. And, you, and you're uh, the GM. You're the railroadinator. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of it probably has to do with things that the players never see, and that's a lot of it is game prep. Do you game prep the things that are po- points in your story, or do you game prep the world, including the points that are in your story, so that they have the options? And that's probably something that the players maybe. Especially with good uh, GMs or DMs, never see necessarily. So you, your players may not know whether they're in a railroady game or they're just following um, one particular path in a sandbox game. I guess more as a DM, you kind of know that. If you know your players well enough to make plot hooks look really fucking enticing, yeah, they're going to take them and or making not. it look or, or seamless. <laughs> yes. So when. I have scooped up all the player characters at the beginning of the convention game and have them all being in a conference room with the police department because a friend of theirs has been murdered and the police don't think they did it, but the police think they might have some information to lead them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking they're going to come out of this meeting and go, we need to go to our friend's house and investigate. That's what I think is going to happen. That's an awfully specific example. I, yes, yes, it is. Callbacking. And they walk out of that meeting, and the guy playing the doctor says, I want to go talk to the medical examiner. And I went, uh, 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 um, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yes. Yes, yes. And. There's a medical examiner. Yeah, um, I need a bathroom break. We'll be back in five. So, no, it's... Because that's going to happen. Yeah. And... If you are a, I'll use an use it as an ad, as an <laughs> adjective. If you're a railroady GM, yeah. you're going to deposit them at the murder scene where you think they're supposed to be, and if you're not, you're going to let them go talk to the medical examiner. It's yeah. it's really that simple. It's not about do you have a bunch of stuff pre thought out that you think might happen. Mm-hmm. It's what are you going to do mm-hmm. when they pull that out from under you because sure. they're going to. Yeah. So, going back kind of to his question, um, should there be walls in a sandboxy type game? You, by definition, your game no. has boundaries mm-hmm. because you set a, a, a genre and a theme well, and a tone, and that establishes some basic boundaries. 
you define so that's that's boundaries kind of in a more general sense yeah. but what about what about actual like, physical actual bear I'm bear headed line. there okay. yeah. I'm headed there then you're going to define a place where the thing takes place mm-hmm. and you have boundaries you have you know the edges of the map they're there now here comes the next question when they go to the when they go to the edge of the map and they wander off into where dragons are mm-hmm. what are you going to do They'll fucking be dragons. Yeah, they'll be big-ass dragons. (laughs) Are you going to say, oh no, you can't do that, you have to, and you're now back here in the middle of of my map. Or are you going to go, you know what, I'm going to draw a new part, new thing over there. I think this is part of, I guess, what I was trying to say earlier. So, if you want people to, you want to set up a sandbox game and you want them to play in a sandbox, your PCs and your players, uh, and you create this cool island if they want to get off the fucking island that's the sandbox game i mean right uh, mm-hmm. i don't think there should be walls there might be and the, tone uh, issues or and it is like it's that, like okay we need to build a raft what are we going to build yeah. a raft out of what yeah. kind of stuff is yeah. it well there's this kind of tree yeah. and, that, and then you can make there's vines you can try to make rope out of that and then yeah. and then it, the, the story is becoming them trying yeah. to get off that the island. Mm-hmm. that right. is the sandbox game yeah right. it's like here hey guys you have like but your again. topic about the sandbox and all the toys in the sandbox mm-hmm. I, I think the sandbox is the sandbox and oh look there's all stuff to make uh like a sand castle guys you got all the stuff <laughs> and i, I don't want to make a fucking sand castle yeah right. well, like, i want to go happens. put some handprint <laughs> in but i think the, yeah i yeah. think it's important for like because we've all played the well i don't know if we've all played the video games but okay so witcher 3 you run, and suddenly there's an invisible wall that you can't go past, and even though you see land beyond that, you can't fucking go there with your character, which is the most annoying, stupid thing ever, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then there's other games where it's like you hit a cliff, and you just can't go past that cliff, and that sort of makes sense, logically. You know, uh, you know, your your you know logic brain, okay, that's the end of like the programming, but you also, like as a character, like, okay, there's a cliff there, I don't want to run off the cliff. So yeah. I think that's kind of the key, because... Yeah. Maybe you don't necessarily... Maybe them getting off the island isn't what you want them to do. Yeah. So if there be dragons there, you put a fucking dragon there. You Whatever it is, or you put... But you see, know, then I think it's not a sandbox. Really? Yeah, I, if, you, if you're if you not willing to let them get off the island... Well, they can try to, me, to get off the island. Yeah. But if you they don't may not let them... Succeed. I mean, maybe if they come up with some amazing solution, I'll let them succeed. But if I have, like, shark-infested deep waters with, you know, tidal waves... Okay. Then maybe they find a way to do it, but it would have to be like super impressive. Here, here's where, and it's not even about a game being sandboxy or not. The one thing I would say thou shalt not do as a GM is change the rules. Right. If you say, here's an island, and there's water around it, and then you don't say, these waters are impassable because of, you know, fill-in-the-blank reason. Mm -hmm. And then they say, we're going to build a raft, and we're then going to sail this this raft off of this island and go find someplace else to be, and you go, oh, no, 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 no. There are giant sharks in the water that will eat you. Well, you don't say no. You let them build the raft, and then when they're on the raft, they look down and they see the sharks that they've seen Or they get out in the middle and they starve. And they starved. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I see, I think then it's not a. St- I think then it's you're, not a you're sandbox. Then you're bending mm-hmm. right. no, them right. to your will. But see, yeah. I feel it because even a sandbox. By, I mean, a sandbox has walls, like an actual sandbox that you play in as a preschooler. Like it's got things yeah. to contain the sand. 
So, I mean, while you can have it's, a giant I'm not saying sandbox, it's the most helpful no, I yeah, no, I think, in role-playing yeah. games. But I, think so. <laughs> but, I mean, you can have a fucking giant sandbox. Like, Stu in many of his games has full continents. So that can definitely... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think an island well, yeah, is kind I mean, of a bad example because it is a very contained area. So you can have a sandbox team where they can wander around a full continent, and they may never even hit the walls of that sandbox because of the vastness of it. And I think part of that's the planning. Like, if you're having a con game that's a sandbox, you might want a smaller, like, a, a, an island. But I don't know... I, I don't necessarily mean, think that means it's not a sandbox. If As long as they're able and have the free will to do whatever they want in those confines, and the confines are not... You walk into a giant invisible wall, and the G- yeah. and the GM's literally like, you I, can't yeah, go I that still, way. I still like, think that's a sandbox, sandbox should not, not allow you to go do something or want to go someplace else. True. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I, I wouldn't, I mean... And it doesn't mean, to your point, though, Kimmy, I mean, I don't think it means, like, everything's like, oh, yeah, you do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do that. Oh, yeah, you do that. And I I, I totally would be up for if the players came up with some amazing, like, maybe they magically made a speedboat. I don't know how the fuck they do that. Or an airship. Yeah, if they they made a a freaking, like, air balloon and sailed off the island, I would fucking give that shit to them because, goddamn, you made a fucking air balloon on an island. Maybe they had the professor. They had the professor, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, okay, then obviously the sharks I put in the water don't fucking matter because you're, you know, 100 feet up in the air. The pro- see, but the professor was terrible. The guy the guy can make a radio out of coconuts and lemons, <laughs> but he couldn't fix a two-foot hole in a boat. Right. Right? With right. anything. Yep. Viking game. Oh, I sorry, blame Mrs. Howell. Yeah, I don't know. Did we answer all the questions? Sure. We talked about it a lot. But he didn't really have a question. Should we instead give them a beach? Should the sandbox have walls? I think we talked about that. I yeah. think, uh, so basically, you guys all agree with Stu's definition of sandbox. Ish. I, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think I think it's I, I mean I think it's like any other definition we've ever come up with where we all have slightly different takes on it. Right. But I feel like it's a good foundation. I, I think the basic definition is fine. I just think as a concept, a totally free form, nothing there until the players decide it is it's there doesn't work. So I, I'd, I'd call that a desert game. I wouldn't call that a sandbox at, game. At the very least, it's gonna be a short game. <laughs> you just you I'll all start. I think it's going to be a game where a lot of people are going. Uh, well, it dep- there again, it depends on the players. It you depends real on real proactive players. players. They will go with it. But here, Absolutely. listen to this. Where is it? Where, where the hell is that? Uh, shit! It was just here. Okay, here it is. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm on a, f- a four minute delay. I hope this isn't off top topic. Um, in my Space Master game, I allowed the players to do what they wanted in a sandbox fashion. They created space heroes who turned into space salvagers by the second game, space pirates by the third game, <laughs> mafia by the fourth game, etc. I could not keep a story with, with them playing. Yeah, that, That's how. That's okay. what is going to end here, and, and I may be you know, opening a can of worms here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea that when we sit down to create a game, that we are we are creating a story, is erroneous. We are creating a game. A story is what grows out of the gameplay. That's six to one and a half dozen the other. That's yeah. just renaming world yeah. game. I'd, 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 yeah, I would like think about it as like flips. Like I create a story, and then the gameplay allows me to do that. So I feel like it's the same thing. We're just looking at it different ways. When I sit down to write a story, mm-hmm. I sit down at my computer and I start writing a story. Mm-hmm. I have control. I have absolute control. Mm-hmm. I have the narrative. I have the dialogue. I have what every character does is in my control. 
Which is great. I mean, but that, and that totally works. That's, that's one way to tell a story. Yeah. It is one. Yeah, and I was just going to say, that's the only way to tell a story. In a game, it's not. And when I'm creating a game, I might think I know what the end is. Yeah, but it's still a story, even if you story. don't create You're all the components of it. Even if there's like a random adventure book and instead. I, yeah, create, book. I create the building blocks of a story. Right. And I, yeah. I put them out there for and people the to... And then when you sit down at the table wrong. with the rest of the players, you put it, you create a yeah. story. A yeah. story is created. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write the story. No, no. no one's I created the ability... I th- I've i had this discussion with a lot of other, of other GMs, and I think it is potentially dangerous to think in terms of create of writing a story when I'm creating a game. Well, no, no one's no, no one's saying no, that. No, we weren't though. saying that. But other people have disagreed with me on this point. Who? Right, and I think those uh, are other kind GMs. of. I oh. think those are kind well, of real. GMs are asshats. Yeah, like, there's some GMs that they definitely have a beginning, middle, end. Yeah, because that's what they want to have happen. Right. Sure. And I feel like that's kind of the antithesis good of the sandbox. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's when you run into those jams. Like I've I know. only played with them because we're lucky to have a really good group. You know, group of of gamers we play with. But I've only run into those at cons, and it's literally like uh, you walk all over the city, and the only place you can go into is the candy stop, candy store. And you're like, okay, I guess we go into the candy store. There's one person in there. We'll okay, talk to the I guess one we talk NPC. to the one person, yeah. And it's where, like, everything is, like, laid out. And right. I mean, um, Lokio yeah. makes a very... I'm sorry, Kimmy, go it's ahead. okay, go ahead. No, I was done. Uh, Lokio makes a really good point. He says, I see Jib's point. That's not it. He says, but I think he's splitting the finest of semantic hairs. And he's right. He's absolutely right. I'm splitting a very fine hair here. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they were done. Viking game. Viking game. Stefan in Denmark. Denmark. Le- Hello, happy the- jackers. <laughs> They're well represented here, the, the Viking people. The Scandinavians. Here we they have are. Scandinavians. There are a few of us in the room. <laughs> well, uh, but we've got like three or four people from Sweden and now one from Denmark. A couple, actually, I think, but mm-hmm. a couple from Norway. Uh, hello, Happy Jackers. Started listening a couple of weeks ago due to your being mentioned on the System Mastery podcast. Were we mentioned on System nice. Mastery? I didn't know that. Awesome. That's great. We should go back and find out. Hopefully, Hopefully they mentioned us in a good light. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Well, you listened. Well, you listened. Maybe that. I sort of like watch the people. When people say, oh my God, you see this reality show is awful. That's like the first thing I go watch. <laughs> so maybe that's something like that. <laughs> maybe. Probably. Okay. To the meat. Please read in superior geek voice. Actually, I'm wearing glasses, so this is really great. <coughs> Actually, I shrink you. I think you will find that the Vikings in the fish millennia did not have kings, but in fact were clans with chieftains. Also, Norway didn't exist at all as a nation. I can 100% guarantee this is my actual opinion and vague recollections from history lessons in school. I'm from Denmark. We have a lot. We know we had a lot about Vikings. So it's a very valid <coughs> point. <laughs> well, well done, Kimmy. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say. Seriously, though, your game is a good idea and quite accurate to the way most of the sagas are written. Normal people or chieftains with no direct knowledge of the supernatural meeting gods and disguises all the time. I don't think you need to worry at all about changing historical events. The North mythology is circular. After Ragnarok, the world is reborn, so whatever happens in your particular time stream doesn't need to bear any resemblance to what happens in the players slash our time. You might know all this, but for anyone who doesn't, here are some encounter ideas. Wolf of Fenrir. Oh my god, this is... Now, of course, I get this one. Right. 
Big bad slobbering beast gets defeated with a thin chain made by dwarves. The Fenris wolf. A yes. chain made from dwarves. Made like by. holding hands. By. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was made by dwarves. Oh, oh, by no. dwarves. Okay. Dwarves, crafty sons of bitch- bitches who are also great at well crafting. <clears throat> Loki. Mm, Loki. Sorry, that's not in the email. Never up to any good, but is not necessarily a bad guy. He usually ends up helping the hero. Frost Giants. Forget everything you know about these from the Marvel Universe, and don't dismiss them as mere trolls. These are smart, giant people who love games and challenges. To really get a good idea of who they are, think Thor's Bridal Journey. Don't know if that's the official translation. It is a good short story that really conveys a lot about the myths. Stefan. P.S. Don't ever let uh, don't ever listen to the Swedes. They are up to no good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> shot across the bow, right? <laughs> you can see Sweden from Denmark. Yeah, it's like it literally shot across. It's kind of like the English Channel there. The, 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 what's this, what's uh, I'm trying to think what the name of the, the the area is on the diplomacy map. Skagerrak. Skagerrak. Isn't that like that, that little? I don't know. Or, or the something bite. B i e g h t. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds it's Cronenberg Castle, where, which which is where the you know. Because uh, there's a bunch of like little islands, took right? Place and uh-huh. you can, you, yes. There's a uh, Hel- Heligoland Bite. Okay. A, maybe I don't know. Someone has uh, diplomacy map out. Look that up for me. <laughs> I want to play diplomacy. I think I want to do a play by forum diplomacy game. Wouldn't that be fun? Be you great. just can't do it with any of your friends because we all well, are on the borderline of hating the... you anyway. And if we all play right. diplomacy <laughs> with you, just none of us, nobody will talk to you anymore. Right. Maybe, Bill, which maybe you, know you want. Fuck that. <laughs> you need to play a diplomacy game with Bill. Oh, no. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, he'd be a motherfucker, wouldn't he? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. Dear Happy Jackers. Oh, thank you, Stefan. Uh, regarding you. players influencing a GM's adventure from Jeff from Appleton, Wisconsin. Dear Happy Jackers, I'm a long-time listener and three-time writer. There has been a lot of talk on the show lately regarding GMs changing the adventure they had laid out in their head based on conversations taking place around the table. We just kind of spent the whole time talking about this, didn't (laughs) we? For example, it was discussed that Tim changed his... Big bad evil guy. Thank you. Big bad evil guy in one game based on feedback presented by the players because common tropes that he uses... I think that's all well and good, and it shows the GM has his finger on the pulse of the game. My question, then, is primarily to the other hosts on the show that don't GM as often as, as they play. Do you feel like a giant GM screen has been let out of the bag now that you know that out-of-the-character conversations that you are having at the table may directly affect the outcome of the game as opposed to the actions and die rolls of your characters in-game? seems to me that... Do you guys want to pause and talk about that? Or I'll sure. Finish. I mean, I mean, okay. I don't know. I feel like that's a good. So he means like out of character conversations, like when we talk, like in, like in normal people. Well, yeah, it's like it's like suddenly we're talking about things, and like for example, uh, in the Traveler game, I said, "Oh, wouldn't it be awful if that turns out to be uh, stars or whatever it turns out to star be Spangle. the not Star Spangles, not uh, Star Spangles, whatever his name was, Kier Star Spangles, yeah, that's him." And, and Bill, Bill hears that conversation. I, I just said it like out of character, or maybe amongst mm-hmm. the players, kind of sort of sort of in between character. And I go, oh my god, I bet it's Kier Starfall ship. And he hears that, He's and like, he makes oh. it steer Kier Starfall ship. All of a sudden, I guess it never occurred to me that that wouldn't happen. It, well, <laughs> yeah, but he he confided to me later. He goes, "You mentioned it," and then suddenly it was. I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's actually." 
yeah, that's a better solution. And Stu's always said, listen to your players because they come up oh. with better ideas than you ever had. Right. That's why, like, when we're playing, like, our vampire, I guess, is the most recent example. There you can hear us say, stop talking! Don't give Stu ideas! <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I guess I've never played a game as a player where yeah. I assumed okay. that that wouldn't happen. I guess, I mean, I don't know. It never occurred to me that that wouldn't happen. I, I think it could potentially be I don't know. a double-edged sword, uh, but I don't think it's all that problematic unless you're telegraphing too much uh, about what, as a GM, if you're telegraphing what you're taking out of those conversations. Like, if we're like you're if you using out of game... And are like, by the way, I took yeah. this idea from you. Yeah. You know what? Stefan comes on to say. Okay. He, actually, he actually addresses okay. this. It seems to me that may be an unusual form of metagaming at some level. Do you feel like you are influencing the game such that you guys cannot do anything wrong, meaning that whatever ideas you have are going to be right because you know the GM often takes your ideas to heart and makes them happen in-game? Likewise, when players gravitate to an NPC and the GM makes them a key figure, does this feel contrived and expected because it's happened before? Meepo, I'm looking at you, Betty. I'm just hoping I'm just hoping for some healthy discussion on this topic. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Uh, and I get yeah. what he's saying there because no. yeah. if you're a, if you if you're playing a big sandbox and you're taking your clues from your characters or a very very yes and GM and your characters say something really interesting at some point your your or not characters the players say something really interesting at some point the players begin to game the game they're like I'm going <laughs> to say okay that's why as a GM you can't let them know until after right. the fact that that's, you're doing yeah. it. yeah yeah I think so and too I think there are places where I would do it well there are places where I have done it and places where I would not right um, if they're going along and they cu- they come up on so- and they suddenly decide that this person who was not at all the bad guy they go that's the bad guy we're going to kill him and they pounce on him and kill him I'm not going to make him the bad guy. I'm not going to do that. However, he was the bad guy. You're going to change him so he's not the bad guy. Right. <laughs> However, here's a case where I where I did do something like that. Um, I ran a game where um, the characters were Norse vi- Norse gods in a steampunk Britain, mm-hmm. and um, bad things have been happening. They are digging into it. They and they find out that this is somehow equ- connected to Stonehenge. They go to Stonehenge, and they find the side of the, the hill torn open. And as they're approaching, a bunch of um, medieval figures on horseback come charging out of the the hill. And uh, one of the players says, do I recognize anything about you know banners or anything like that? And I said, put some dice on the table. Mm-hmm. He rolls, and I said, uh, yeah, because you guys were here when this really happened, and you're pretty sure that that was the actual... His- historical King Arthur figure. The next words out of his mouth were, I'm not fucking killing King Arthur. <laughs> That's not happening. Right. And I had been setting up for this for King Arthur to be the bad guy the whole time mm-hmm. in this. He woke up under Stonehenge and wanted his kingdom back. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And in that in that instant I went, okay, it's not Arthur. Aww. It was Merlin the whole the time. Whole time. Right. <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm just torn. Yeah, I feel like it can work. I feel like every time it's happened to me, it's always been super bad things. Like, it's it's, yeah. al- it's always like, you're in the dungeon, you're like, oh my god, we're going to open the freaking door next. You know, we're going to go down in that dungeon, it's going to be XYZ, the most horrible thing I can think of. Yep, we go down next week into this horrible dungeon, and it's XYZ. Sorry. So, I, I don't know if... I, I 
I can't. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but it's never happened yeah. in like a plot point that I've like. Pre- maybe I'm also dumb and can't predict plot points, I, but I don't know. I don't think it's always plot point stuff too. I think. I, I think is the knife poisoned? Yes, the knife is poisoned. Damn it! <laughs> well, the, the the biggest example I can think of that happened recently, and I yeah. mentioned this on I think on the very first GM briefing was in the vampire game. Hmm. You, I gave you guys that stupid fucking newspaper that I always make the mistake of making. <laughs> and there's a little tiny article in the bottom about how this bar has been open for 50 years yeah. and they're going to be selling like 10 cent beers or something yeah. to commemorate what they cost when the when the bar and, was originally and, and, and established. Tell me, or tell everybody what you told me later. Which I is, don't remember. You, you said, well, I literally had about a four pike of space left I, I, so I just right. needed filler. I had like I had like four column inches I yeah. needed to fill up so yeah. the newspaper looked nice. <laughs> and and that's what that story was. Yeah. But the players glommed onto it. Yeah, it's they, they the repeat of the bear, which it's is exactly <laughs> the same situation. You're like I had this much space. Except to this up. time, I made it something. Yes. Yeah. No. And that was she cool. was never supposed to be a mage. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. That's amazing. No. The, I made her interesting because Tim was suddenly interested in her. Super interesting. <laughs> And she went, she's not at the bar. Hmm. That seems suspicious. That seems suspicious. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, maybe it is she suspicious. She days. She's not a she's not a vampire. And she's not a vampire. <laughs> right. I had no idea. I totally thought that was a totally planned thing. It's amazing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not at all. It became a major It's super thing. amazing now. Not major, major, but pretty major. It's pretty major to Long Beach. It, it, it's a major thing to it's Long pretty major Beach. to Kimmy because Kimmy now has a new tool. She can nuke things from <laughs> from her island. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the copy of this book is here. <laughs> oh, I was mistaken. Try over here. Oh, wait, maybe over here. <laughs> Sorry. Well, she's, she's not dumb. <laughs> no, I know. I wasn't going to try that, that shit. so many times. I want to contact her as few times ever as possible. Right. She's, she's fucking terrifying. We've wandered off the, off yeah, the topic so here. Anyway. Carrying on with the email. Maybe yeah. one day she's going to ask you for a favor, too. I know. I'm also, really about that shit. <laughs> I'm going to finish this email, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Also, there was a conversation regarding Roll20 versus Fantasy Grounds. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw, in my, throw my hat into the Fantasy Grounds corner. My friends and I... Went all in on the program, and we learned that they were official hoster of D&D 5e. This is a bit of a steep learning curve because the program can do so much, but Fantasy Grounds community is tremendously helpful. Bless you. Yeah, you know, like those, like, you want to burp, but you can't. Moments, yeah. That's where I'm at right now. (laughs) Have a name? Yeah. Well, verbs are burp. when you when you the vomit and a burp. Yeah, that's that. Hey, but you don't want to do that. No, it's like but there's one. It's better than not being able to burp when you need to. There's a lot. Of, oh, by the way, <sighs> I should. I have, I'm sorry. I have to stop you. <laughs> we got another like shit review on iTunes about fucking burps. Really? Two actually. There was one. There was one from <laughs> like a month and a half ago where the guy said, "Oh, burn the mics, fucking assholes." Blah, 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 whatever the guy said. It even says that in our fucking intro. <laughs> Did you take it out ass. of the intro? No, I play it. So I don't play it every time, but I play it sometimes. Play it every time. <laughs> so then, some guy says, "I haven't listened to the show, but I've read the negative reviews, and I won't because there are burps." Troll! <laughs> oh fuck! I hate those people who like admit that they haven't like sampled whatever the fuck it is, but they give a review anyway. You're like. Well, your I, opinion is invalid. You don't know. You haven't. I've never it. drunk beer, but I've heard it's awful. So I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna. Right. Ever try I'm gonna it. give it one star so, because it's the lowest review I can. Right. Because I've heard <laughs> it's bad. So <laughs> if, if any of you out there have uh, have iTunes installed on a computer, and God, why would you? Um, go there and give us uh, five star reviews and talk about how the burps not only make the show better, <laughs> they do. but they make you a better GM. Yes. The, the dulcet. <laughs> 
burping right. tongues. Yes. Yep. There's a magical property to them that actually <laughs> inspires you. Right. Yeah. Changes the harmonic balance of your mind <laughs> so that you run better games. And Thank fuck you. people who review things who haven't tried them. Go to hell. <laughs> you fuck the whole curve. Although, although yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's gonna back to yeah. email. <laughs> <laughs> the Fantasy Grounds community is tremendously helpful and very patient when it comes to answering questions. Burp. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> chances are you'll get a response directly from the individuals who created the D&D module you are playing, assuming you're doing a module like we are. Mm-hmm. One of the features I like best about the game is that you can attack... Is, is you can make attack rolls by dragging the dice from a specific attack found on your character sheet and drop it right onto the enemy you want to attack in that Oh, action. no that's shit. Really wow, cool. that's cool. That's really cool. The game knows what your basic die modifiers are and the defense of the target and auto-calculates everything for you. Same with damage dice. And when you do that, the, H- the hit points are automatically subtracted from the target. Nice. This obviously works better on standard rolls with limited modifiers, but still, it's a real nice feature that helps streamline the game online. That is awesome. Had I known it's, I did that, this is like a melding of MMORPGs. Dude, and, I and just, you just drag that game, and I don't have to do any math. I, can I right? do Hero this way? Uh, no, no, Hero would probably break everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to Maybe one day when there will be a supercomputer. We'll just call up Jason, and he'll, <laughs> you can explain it to us. Combat seems quicker online than we'll they do in real life. <laughs> I'd like to give Fantasy Grounds a shout out on the podcast and encourage everyone who wants to play online to give it a try. It has been great for my friends and uh, to catch up, especially since we have multiple kids at home. Thanks, Jeff from Appleton, Wisconsin. P.S. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? P.P.S. San Diego's High School Football Rules! Yes! Oh my god, yeah. I love that. Wild Stallions. Wild Stallions! Say hello to the princesses. Something strange. Oh yeah, Lokio said... the Circle K. I, I would give you all a review, but fuck installing iTunes. And I agree with you. There, don't I have iTunes. I hate it. Everyone hates hate iTunes. It. it takes over. It like it takes it. over all of the system resources. I'm like, wait a minute. It. I'm updating. <laughs> iTunes is loading. Everything else stop. <laughs> Even no. on Macs, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. Um, I have run games on Roll Twenty. I have not run anything on Fantasy Grounds. I have played games on Fantasy Grounds. Both of them work fine. Mm-hmm. Roll Twenty takes more work mm-hmm. to do. Um, Fantasy Grounds costs money. Out. Not you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, we'll leave. <laughs> I know. It's distracting. I it's know. The, you, a dog wandered in. Out. A, 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 a very That's cute, like, fluffy dog wandered walked in. Um, both of them work very well. Uh, both of them do their job, you know, s- fabulously. I find I I don't really like running games online mm-hmm. it just doesn't work for me and i'm i have no problem saying that that's a failing on my part not on the, the running games online it just doesn't work for me i like to be with i like to be in the yeah. room with people um uh the games that i have played in in both roll 20 and and fantasy grounds were really good games um very uh, great resources, lots of you know dynamic energy in the games, and lots of great visuals to work with. Um, so you really can't go wrong with either one. Uh, you will need to put in more work to make Roll20 work. Right. Do all the things that you want to do. 
Um, but uh, we've heard lots of good things about I, I fantasy guess, grounds. Yeah, guess I got for Christmas. What? Fantasy grounds? No. Coffee grounds? No. The three Burial grounds. T-shirt a vid- sequel. A video projector. Oh, so I can that was my next guess. Really? Uh-uh. Do it from underneath. Underneath? Mm-hmm. On glass what? tables and... Glass table? I was going to make a table. I'm not going to make a table out of glass. Plexiglass. You can buy plexiglass. You don't actually have to plastic. be actual glass. You can okay, cut a hole in a table. It without the shadows I know what she's saying, because then when you, then when you project underneath, you don't get the shadows you have to deal with. You don't have to worry about amounting it up high. I you can, can move get the it table far around. away, though. But but you can still get the focus, and that way you can you can attach to the table, so you it's can fine. move the table anywhere. No, do the- your idea, and then I'll do mine, and it'll be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. I was actually thinking about setting it up so it just put, goes on the wall behind me, mm-hmm. so I can just put visual things up, like okay, here's a, here's the picture of the guy you're talking to, or here's the. It'd be better. It'd be better to do like your maps that way, because then you can do but, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like not like your general map. Like you do your cool maps, but like the battle maps. If it's projected down on the table. Or up from below. Oh, well, okay, okay, if it's projected onto a table yes. from whichever direction. Yeah, yeah. But one or way you, you don't get shadows. Hmm? I said, but one of those ways you don't get annoying shadows. And you can move the table around wherever you want. If you just stick it to your ceiling, you're, that's where the table lives. Whatever. You can no. You can move shit. You can unscrew it and screw it <laughs> oh, somewhere right. else. Fine. <laughs> That's gonna happen. It can. It's all the way up there. Mm, it's not that it far. Here. It's eight feet. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure That's out. I'll, I'll figure out something to do with it. Kickstarter cool, travails. Okay. From Andreas from Sweden. Andreas. So look Sweden. again, oh. proving our Scandinavian point. Although we, uh, I the, know the Danes said not to trust the, the yeah. Swedes. Yep. I got a little finish in me, but I'm bummed. Uh, hi, Stu and the car lifters. Stu and the car I can lifters. almost Jackers. <laughs> Jackers. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I didn't get it. Really? Until you said that, I was like, car lifters. We should cut you off. I think you've had enough, man. I know. I haven't even <laughs> drank half of my skunky Guinness. Are they skunky? <laughs> Is it really? I've never can we try it. I don't know. I've never had skunky. I've never had skunky. I didn't Guinness know Guinness would go time. skunky. I didn't think it could either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching um, uh, no better. Christmas Day, no. <laughs> actually. The Strongest Man in the World competitions. Mm-hmm. And they were actually doing, like, uh, repeating, like, deadlifts with the back of cars. Oh, no kidding. Like, for, for rep counts. Wow. It was like, whoa. Holy shit. You guys are picking up a Fiat. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, it was insane. Are uh, they picking up which end of the car they're picking up? The back end. Okay. So, but it's not like a Volkswagen. I don't know. I, the I engine's so. in the front. Yeah, no, okay. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a Volkswagen. But it's still fucking that, that, heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's still, like, got to be at least 500 pounds. It takes... We, we yeah. had to do that once. I don't remember why, but we had to move just one end of a car for some reason. I don't remember why we had to do it. And it took, like, three of us to yeah, do it. It's hard. They and also then did hard. this thing where they had to lift this giant basket of pineapples. I'm not sure why they were pineapples. pineapples. Was one of the sponsors Dole? <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. But they were they had to lift and up one this thing bananas. with like all these like hundreds of pineapples in this thing and walk in a circle for meter distance. <laughs> I was a little confused by that. Why is it pineapples? It's so funny. It's gotta don't, be. It could have been kittens or something else, you know. <laughs> it had to be a sponsor. Uh, I don't know. I was very at first. I was like, oh, okay, they're lifting it for weight. That's amazing. And then they like zoomed out, and this is giant basket of pineapples. Yeah. I was like, 
Um, you know, Snorri hey. would pick up the, the, how, the giant box of pineapples. How big of a box? Because I don't think pineapples are that heavy, are they? No, it's like a big basket. They had like it was on a pivot heavy. point in the center, and there was a giant basket, and they lifted this end. And That's then they had oh, oh, okay. It's ridiculous. It had to be a couple hundred pineapples because it was a big <laughs> basket. Like. It was like four feet deep by like four. I feet. Oh my god! It, it, it had yeah. to be a sponsorship. And it was the pineapple <laughs> sorter. Like they all have to be a pound each, so you can actually get this thing out. It's very odd. But it, but it was interesting. bizarre. Yeah, it was very interesting. Bring in more pineapples. This was too easy. <laughs> Did it take place in Hawaii? I don't know. It was very sunny. Whatever, wherever it was, it might have been. Because maybe it's it maybe it's like the Highland Games, but Hawaiian. <laughs> Hawaiian. So <laughs> instead of like tossing the table, l- there yeah. was a bunch of really, really gigantic European men there. Like yeah. crazy giant Russian guy. No, like, I, the, the one thing I, I've I've noticed when seeing strongman competitions, they don't have the impressive looking bodies. No, they don't. <laughs> not right. at all. They're super fucking strong, yeah. but they're not like cut. They're not like bodybuilders That's at because all. Because no. they have to eat a million calories a day. Like oh, a, really? like a million. They look like all the boggers. They're like big pop bellies and broad shoulders. <laughs> I, don't I mean, really you're looking at them going, this is not. Yeah. Well, those crazy pop bellies, part of that also is a side effect of steroids sometimes. So the, oh, is it really? The hard stomach that looks like kind of like they're pregnant and it's like really tight is a is a sign of steroids. Really? Yeah. So really? Stu is roided out right now. <laughs> no, because his is soft. When you push at it, it goes in. No, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not on roids. It's a different thing. <laughs> Otherwise, I've been a zine in a long time. <laughs> They don't put me on steroids anymore because of the diabetes. I yeah. thank God you're, you're an angry, angry man as it is. <laughs> you roid you out and just take out the neighborhood. Uh, okay. Stu in the car lift. I have no idea how I know. got to that place. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I remember you tried to pronounce uh, Skeetslavar. Uh-huh. I'm going to try AKA shit boots, <laughs> AKA douchebags in Swedish. And I thought I might give you some hints. The first part, skeet, is kind of like sheet. Okay, I got that part right. Skeet. Skeet. Uh, the second part with the funny umlaut, uh, the umlaut is pronounced like first in uh, English. So skeet. Stuvler. Stuvler. Skeet Stuvler. Stuvler. Yes. Skeet oh, stuvler. I like that. I'm glad I'm not reading this email. See, and I would have thought, Skeetstivler. Skeetstivler. That's about right. Okay. Thank you. That was helpful. Um, After hearing you harp on Traveler 5, I felt like commenting upon the sad fact and give some recommendations and warnings about Kickstarters. I kind of went back and forth about whether or not we should read this email. And let me just say, this is the opinion of the person writing it. Okay. All right. The opinions, the opinions of the expressed. writer do not necessarily the, reflect those of the hosts of the exactly. MCXRP I'm sure podcast. we'll give our opinion but in seconds, might. though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Way back when Mark Miller was tooling around with what became Traveler 4, it had become clear he was into another space than the rest of us. <clears throat> it was crunchy, unwieldy, and a general mess. What hints leaked out during the earliest days of what would become T5 indicated he had gone even further down that rabbit hole. So I think for those of us who had been along to see that, it was totally clear where T5 was heading. Uh, I never backed it since I knew it would be the unreadable brick that it is now. Yep. I'm sad I had not started listening to the show, so I could not warn you beforehand. Ugh. That brings me to Kickstarter in general. I think the only way we will get away from campaigns imploding or bringing our unreadable bricks is by 
bringing out unreadable bricks is by spreading the word about who can deliver. My warning is to stay away from Will Hindmarch. His Project Dark is way overdue. He updates, but only with art excerpts and no plan for delivery. Multiple persons have asked for a plan or date of delivery through emails or comments on the campaign page and have all been ignored. He has not uh, offered a refund or even responded to requests for the same. One, uh, on a more positive note, I would back anything John Wick does. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, John Wick's pretty cool. Yep. He, if he asked to borrow me $5, I'd offer him 10 uh, his campaigns have been very communicative with clear plans for everything and have always delivered. The same can be said for Oscar Rios of Golden Globe, or I'm sorry, Golden Goblin Press. He had some subcontractor bail on him and he worked his ass off to personally fix things. He also gets my $10. They both had problems and faced them squarely and worked to fix things. Uh, Peg Inc. have also delivered all the time. Shane gets my 10 bucks. This was kind of long and a lot of anger and frustration. I'll send another letter another time with some more positive karma. Drink! Um, so, I think the most important question is, can I have your $10? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please? Can each of us have your $10? Your $10. Are you going to deliver? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's what the gentleman yeah, wants. Not for $10. Sorry. He's, he'll give you well 10 Well played, Gina. $10. <laughs> Give you a ten dollar. Yeah, you gotta, gotta um, deliver on that though. Uh, he he mentioned Peg Inc., which is the publisher of Savage Worlds. Pinnacle, yeah. Um, Yay! And um, I've backed several Kickstarters of theirs, and uh, the first one, which was uh, Deadlands Noir, mm-hmm. was actually late. Um, not but it very. Was, not terribly late, but it was actually late. And it was late because the books were literally on a boat from China. Yeah. yeah. And they got tied up in customs. And they communicated about it. And they communicated yeah. about it. Yep. And that's really all I ask. Well, here's the thing. If someone is communicating about the thing that's the delay, that means the delay is probably something that's outside of their control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If they're not communicating about the delay... It's because they're not getting off their lazy ass and doing something. I think that's a fair assessment. Generally speaking. I think that's a fair assessment. I, uh, I have a problem with Kickstarters who are actually companies, though. It's kind of weird, it isn't it? It bothers me because Kickstarter, the whole point was to have these independent people who didn't have a company yeah. get the funds to, to, to make these things. It bothers me when, I don't know, these companies that already have income from their products... The people well, that have enough to that, crowdfund for things we want they to have buy. the bank account yeah. Yeah. to go ahead and just do the run themselves. I, right. I totally agree with you. And this is a thing about companies doing Kickstarters that I, I have a bit of a problem with. Because what they're actually doing is they're gauging interest. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what they're doing is they're gauging interest. How big a print run do I need to do? Right. Sure. And, and that makes but then sense. They pay for it. Right. Like, well, but you would have bought the book anyway. Probably, if you're backing the Kickstarter, and maybe, they and that's the book. saying that hey, I I backed it at a high enough level right. to get the book. That's what they're and doing because crowdsourcing. It's not crowdsourcing. It's distributed risk. Yeah, that is makes what more it is. Sense. Okay. And, and what they're what they're doing is they're saying. I mean, Pinnacle could say, okay, we're going to come out with Deadlands Noir. Um, well, we don't really know how many people are going to want to play in a in a noir game. So uh, let's do like a run of a thousand, twenty five hundred. Okay, they might be sitting on two thirds of that in a warehouse for the rest of their lives. They and, have no and idea. 
for okay, publishers, I like that. The cost of that is <coughs> enormous. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. So I, it, it, I understand. I totally understand why they do it. It's, it's a little disconcerting sometimes when companies do that, but I get what they're doing, and if that means that they can keep costs down mm-hmm. for me, I'll back their Kickstarter. Okay, and, that and makes sense. And, I've yeah. never really thought of it that way, and that makes because a lot of sense. It also, it, doesn't, it, it also doesn't tie up capital that right. they have to spend and, on And the, on the money that publishers lose over books that do not sell yeah. is enormous. And actually what they have to do is they have to destroy them. Mm-hmm. Because it's cheaper than trying to warehouse mm-hmm. them. Yeah. 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 And so, you know... Ultimately. So, sure. I'll drop, you know, I'll drop bucks on Pinnacle... And back the things that interest me. Mm-hmm. I have not backed everything they've done, but I back the things that interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, what I look for in Kickstarters is people who have a project that I like, that I think I want to see this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I can. And to be perfectly candid, I consider the money thrown away. Mm-hmm. It's I may never see what they were trying to, what they said they were going to do. Yeah. I've never backed a Kickstarter. I don't know. I've seen ones I'm interested in, but I've just heard too many horror stories. And like, even for like five bucks, I've only like, got eh. I've only got two things that haven't been delivered, and I've probably backed ten or mm-hmm. fifteen Kickstarters. Which, depending how you look at it, if you're th- if you're thinking of like, oh, well, Amazon delivers, you know, ten out of twelve things I've ordered. That's a really good, right? No, it no, isn't. But if you say. You know, ten of the twelve companies I invested in that were startups yeah. succeeded. Yeah, that's a pretty good track record. Right, for that. it's fantastic. Yeah. Track how, how is your track record for Kickstarters? I think it's really good. I think that it is. It is not uncommon. In fact, it, it probably almost every single thing I've backed is l- always late. It's the degree of lateness. So I kind <laughs> of expect the lateness because I do think, especially people who are doing first time games. Um, and even, you know, some of the big guys uh, can encounter issues with printers sure. or that sort of thing. But I do look for, and we've talked about this time and time again, but people who have maybe, you know, 90% of their uh, work flushed out, they, you know, they maybe have to contract a, um, an artist or they have to work with a printer or that sort of thing. So I Lay don't out. mind the lateness. So, and I, I've gotten really good quality stuff, but I don't back everything. Yeah. Um, there are things I would love to back that are, I think, fantastic products. I just the price of admission, like the White Wolf stuff, is freaking awesome. But oh, it's no. expensive. I got the Mage book. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's huge yep. though. Yeah. Fuck the TikTok. Yeah. Obviously, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I've had good right. luck. I have too. Luck. I, I, I back the same thing, and it's like. And, and they they still love their world. Reading that book sometimes, it's like reading a novel. You're like, I, I don't even know where I am anymore. They're spending so much time explaining. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. But that's that's their fault, not the fault of Kickstarter. Tommy yeah. from Sweden, is it back to me? It's me. me. Oh, it's okay. me. Bjork, Bjork, and Hala. Stu and crew. This is Tommy from now less cold Sweden. Is it like Hala? Hala. <laughs> I guess. Doubtful, but yeah. yeah I didn't doubt. know you were a Hala back yeah. girl. <laughs> I'm not. I can you make no one on TV. No Hala back girl. Feel free to Is edit. that dirty? I'm going to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Google Gwen Stefani. Oh my God, that song? Oh, I probably have it on my right? I love Gwen yeah. Stefani. Ain't Me no Hala back? Yeah, right. Ain't I no Hala back girl. <laughs> Sorry. 
It's okay. Of all people's, I thought you were going to get it. It's like no. your, it's like your wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm just what? not that funny no. anymore. I'm not relevant. <laughs> Carry oh, on. Oh, what did you think about um, Lemmy from Motorhead dying? I think his mole finally took over the rest <laughs> of his face. I think it just, it just. You're not going to say. You're not going to say it, are you? Actually, I don't. I, I, it's about time. That's don't what I was say well, it. that's because that's because Motorhead wasn't as overrated as the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Motorhead was a legitimate <laughs> band that, like, you know, really. Beastie Boy fans. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Awesome. She, she will cut you. Yeah, yeah All right. I like me some Beastie Boys. Um, feel free to edit as I apparently keep these mails too long. I promise to try and keep it short. Mm-hmm. First, about my last male. My first girlfriend was a South State girl, affected my English. Swedish cowboys? Awesome. Nicholas from Sweden? Let's do it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, that some hot yeah. listener on listener action. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, he's answering questions from yeah, the email. Which the bucks. We're going to have to go cross-reference because right. I don't remember the exact questions in the email. I don't know. Yes, I do speak to myself and snow in Pasadena. Really? Awesome. Uh, Second, thanks for the feedback. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. (laughs) What? Trying to make him feel better. Thanks for telling me. What? (laughs) Nothing. That's fine. Keep reading. It's good. Second, thanks for the feedback. You did it in the most entertaining way possible that only you guys can manage. About our RPG system. Send me an address to send it to, and I will send one to you when it's printed. The RPG itself is an experiment to translate some of the Swedish gaming styles into an RPG in English. Thought you guys might like it. Yeah. We have a Facebook page if you have any questions or just want to take a look. It's called uh, Mystikens Samfund. The Association of Mystics. To my question... It might be sensitive since I heard a listener mailed in on RIP Arrest in Peace a while back. Uh, oh. uh, it's okay, it gets explained. It's alright. So yeah. then please You're ignore right. my question if it's a weak spot. What happened to Tappy? We don't know. He moved. He yeah. lives in the desert. He lives he lives in a I don't want to say where he lives, but he yeah. lives in a commune. A hippie commune. <laughs> a hippie commune in the desert. They live off of solar panels. It's quite right. literally off the grid. Yeah. 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 They had to wait a while to get solar panels, so they had to petition it. it took a long time. So I don't know what they lived on before that. We're not making Methane. this up. He's, he, no. <laughs> he's, he is still alive. He's, he's still alive. Well. We yeah. think. Yeah. He's, he's but uh he's he's on Facebook once in a while. He's yeah. he's just not wearing pants. <laughs> He's back to wearing skirts. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> to all indications, he's enjoying himself and enjoying I'm life. I'm sure he so, is, yeah. Yeah. So, he's um, happy. Yeah. He's a happy tappy. He's a happy and people tappy. ask this a lot. I know. Well, and, and we always answer it. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> he, was, he was core three. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, you know, and then... Claire was here just the first for like five minutes? before. Well, no. yeah, and then you came in. And sorry, then, we just, and then can't, <laughs> we just can't be too specific because, first of all, we don't know too much. And second, I know, of all, I know a lot. We, no, we, yeah. we also want to honor his privacy. Yeah. Right. It's a very small place, and we give the name of the place. It would take you five minutes to go through all of the people that live there to find him. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and that yep. would be so. It no, no, it's, and, and, and that's it. That's really all it is. He's yeah. he's still alive. He's still around. He's just doing something else. Yeah, maybe he still plays RPGs. I don't know. 
Don't know. Maybe he thinks back fondly to his happy Jack. Maybe his whole life is a role playing mm-hmm. game now. Right. That's possible. <laughs> Without pants. With Without pants. <laughs> Because what do you do if you're a hippie and you live in the desert? You don't wear pants. That's right. You wear skirts. They dress like Mad Max. No, you just don't wear clothes because it's the fucking desert and it's hot. (laughs) Right. And you're a hippie. (laughs) Sorry, continue. But you have solar panels. I'm just curious as I really liked him on the show. Right. (laughs) Thanks again. Sorry to ramble on. Best regards, Tommy. Yes. Stu, thanks for GM briefing. It's awesome. Yes, it is. Lots of of good feedback on that. PPS, Stork is badass. I am am a badass. Uh, you have a badass. Bad. So, um, if people like GM briefing, Stu, what can they do to support that? Well, no, the GM, no, the GM briefing isn't being supported. This show is being supported. No, oh, never mind. That. GM yeah. briefing was sort of a. Reward. I just mentioned it on there. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I thought didn't don't they get like an early listen or something? I, well, it, p- people who are, who support the show on yeah. Patreon, they get some of the APs or, like a week early, and they get some of the G- the GM briefings a week early. Whenever I'm okay. going to do it, okay. when I remember to do explain it. the thing about the about this for me mm-hmm. <laughs> about the password because maybe I'm not the only one because you explained it before it, I even it, knew there was a Patreon. What I do and then is I, yeah you, yeah when you w- when I put up early content, it's in the Patreon page, and only people who are patrons can see it, and it will have a link. To a protected post. And people will notice there's protected posts on there and you have to yeah. put a password in. In the comments of that section, I put the password. Oh. Which I presumably I only think I'm usually trying to get to it through the email, but after no, you got to put the, the password in. And the okay. password is in the comment section of the thing. So when you go through the email and don't see the password, it's because it isn't it's there. It's not there. Yes. It's, yeah. It's it. Yeah. I, I can't. Because it wants to let you link it. I can't. And, and I, you try to go to link and then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the comment section of that thing is where the password is. There it is. Mystery solved. And it's really hard password. (laughs) Is it? Cool. Yes. It is not Stu GM rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Or Tappy wears no pants. Tappy's like living Wasteland Weekend then forever. Forever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Failing as a GM from Adam in Japan from Fresno. Oh, this is going to make angry GM great because he hates GMs who fail. This he likes is to win. well. This is like our our new the new the, the new the new hotness the story, right? Okay, yeah. the new hotness. Shame behind the screen. We'll call it. Ah, yeah. uh, hello again. I wanted to write in and tell another story about how I failed as a GM. This failure might have less to do with my style as a GM and more to do with not being able to handle my players. An idea came to me when I was reading up on dragons in D&D 3.0. I noticed that the red dragon <clears throat> had a minus two armor class penalty from size, and I thought that it didn't make sense because their overall AC was too high. Then I remember that the A in AC is for armor. Basically, hitting the dragon is like hitting a building. It's not hard to do. But hits are ineffective. That's one of the problems with AC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got, I got it into my head to make a chart for all my players, characters, and NPCs where they had a narrative explanation for uh, roles. I can see where this is going to go. So, for example, the attack was only two away from hitting. The character is wearing armor that gives a plus two or higher to the attack hit, but did no damage. So the attack hits... But it was all the damage is absorbed by the armor, right? It does no damage because the character <laughs> right. is protected by the armor. Next came their shield. If the attack missed by one or more, then their attack bonus, then it would have been deflected by the shield. 
if they had one. Um, last was that the character dodged using the bonus from dexterity. Anything out of the range of dexterity, I just said the attack wasn't even close, or that something about the terrain made the attack miss. Hey, congratulations, you've just made RuneQuest. <laughs> and GURPS has the exact same yeah. exact same rules. I don't know if 4th does, but 3rd definitely did. Uh, I don't know if I left my notes out, or my players peeked at them, or I told them about my idea, or if he's used his encyclopedic knowledge of D&D's equipment list and the monster manual, but after each time I described an attack roll, he would chime in with that means the DM rolled a blank. Or that means the foe's AC is whatever. After almost an entire combat of this of his commentary, I gave up and went back to the old it misses version of the combat. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later, I wanted to surprise them by having them ru- fight a rust monster. Which is a terrible... Boo. Well, yeah, they're... Rust monsters... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I like Zorns, though, because at least they eat your shit. Well, yeah, rust monster is like a... I know. It, it was designed by that bad GM. Yeah. <laughs> to punish their players <laughs> right. and, and to get rid of all their shit. I shouldn't have given them this really cool armor. Okay. How uh, am I going to get rid of right. it? Oh. I am going to invent a rust monster. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably Gygax, right? Yep. I'm sure. <laughs> there's actually, as is a side note, there's actually uh, the, the designs for a lot of these monsters, including the rust monster, came from like these really cheap rubber or plastic things that came from China, like back in the early 70s or something and somebody has a collection of them and there's one like the, the rust monster had like a little propeller on its tail <laughs> if you look at it really carefully and it's like it comes from these plastic things I'll f- see if I can find the link someday and send it to you it's really interesting but they're based on I don't know a handful of these terrible cheap plastic Chinese monsters carry on Larry Ligax <laughs> um <laughs> later I wanted to surprise with a rust monster is huh? the ultimate uh huh Rust monster, yeah. Is the ultimate Lokia. fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, Truth. I had a monster. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna have the pl- the players in D and D game fight. That'll be the. the it's, and I'm gonna replace the big bad demon guy they're gonna fight with it's a, just rust, a monster. rust monster. Yeah. It's, oh, with a gelatinous cube. And just a rust monster. <laughs> Bodyguard. <laughs> I hit him with my sword. Oh, no. your plus ten vorpal sword. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> your plus ten vorpal pile of. Red dust, owl bear. Now, owl bear—that's a classic monster. Yeah, owl bears are awesome. They were—they even end up in World of Warcraft. They—they're they, everywhere. Uh, uh, I had the monster manual open to the rust monster entry. The attack roll metagame, metagame guy. guy saw the edge of the monster manual sticking out from behind the DM screen. Guess at how far into the book I had it Jesus. open to and listened to the description of the monster and proudly announced that his seven intelligence fighter had determined that it was a rust monster that his character had never encountered in backstory or during a session. Boo. Dick. Boo. Oh, no. Boo. He might as well have shouted, they're bullywugs. <laughs> That's from an old episode of Happy Jacks, in case we're referencing, just say, seems off the wall. And both Gene and Gina still say that all right. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're bullywugs, Pat. Yep. My big reveal for the session was ruined. Everyone switched to bows and clubs and moved in to, for the fight, but my feelings were hurt, and instead... Aww. 
that and there insisted. should uh huh oh, and, and insisted that there should be a separation of player knowledge and character knowledge so they didn't know it was a runs monster my players weren't happy but went into combat and lost their armor and weapons to rust. <laughs> I had already planned on replacing their lost Aww. gear as part of the reward for killing the rust monster, but the damage was done and the players Aww. resented me for it. They shouldn't have. I, I think they should have resented you. Yeah. I failed <clears throat> as a GM time and time again. Um, I've had some luck with GMing for systems that don't have levels, but I've lost touch with my gaming buddies and... With the arrival of my new bundle of joy in November, I doubt that I'll have many opportunities to try again. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that you guys can save uh, other players from guys like me so good times can be happy. Wow. Adam in Japan from Fresno. P.S. I was glad to hear that Stu is a fan of baby metal. And was shocked to hear that people in the U.S. had heard of them. Have a drink in honor of wacky fun in Japan. That was awesome. Really? Okay. Did you talk about baby metal? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right on. Baby metal's fantastic. I know. I stumbled upon them because I was trying to f- to buy uh, Lady Baby's song. You know that the song. You know that that's the the band with the two girls and the scary yeah. looking guy. Yep. Um, I wanted to buy that song on iTunes, and I put in Lady Baby, and it's not available for sale. Why? So, but it said, oh, well, you, you need to look at baby metal. So I, I clicked uh-huh. on it. I'm like, this is fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to see Motorhead's direct influence on music. There it is. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, to, to get back to Adam's email for a second. Adam, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was um, like, baby I'm metal? I'm going to say, you're not the one who screwed up. That, that was not your screw up, in my opinion. That uh-huh. was metagamer dick. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how other people. Russ Monster table is a fuck you. Yeah, yeah, but no, this I, guy I, was pushing his. He kept poking him and poking him and poking him, and he finally snapped. And like, oh, fuck yeah. you, or you get a Russ Monster. If, I mean, if it makes logical sense in the context of the game for there to be a Rust Monster there, hey, if I'm an evil wizard, I might populate the outer ring of my castle with Rust Monsters to take out enemy soldiers. Maybe, I suppose. You know, That's um, kind of smart. You know, um, but the the dickery in the uh, in this equation, in my opinion, is a guy going, "Yes, you're on page seventy seven of the monster manual." <laughs> I can tell you where, where is the thickness of the section of the book that I can see, <laughs> and that is a, that is a an eight hit dice rest monster, and it is armor class sorry, twelve. And sorry, what's your character's intelligence? Yeah, seventy. You've never heard of one before. Can you even, you have an intel? Uh, well, that shit pisses me off seven? when I'm playing with people like that. When I know, like, you're into seven and, like, don't ruin the scenario. Have you ever had that guy, though? They're yeah. like, oh, it's a rust yeah, monster, everybody, absolutely. so don't use your metal weapons. And you're like, yeah. wait, how do you know what one yeah. is? Don't You can't just shout that. No. So, and, and what? Fun ruiner. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, Hater. <laughs> Yeah, that that situation, I kind of look at that and think, you know, there's a lot of fault to go around there because there's plenty of blame to go around. I I will say I've never put a rust monster in a game (laughs) for any reason. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I would always put in Zorns because Zorns would like eat their weapons, and it had that cool graphic with just the giant mouth. Zorns like like, eat them too. Yeah, they just eat. Yeah, but I mean, the thing before that, when the the guys like can can hone in on what the um, the AC of the monsters is. So what? Yeah, I, 
It's like I'll usually tell them. It's like because it's easier than it's trying like, to keep it hidden. Yeah, it's like. And, yeah, and what's you, the point of keeping it hidden? It's like, all right, so you know this is what your target number is. So what? Now it now it's, it's faster. You're not going to roll any better. Yeah. In, in GURPS, what's your target number? Your skill. Yeah, it's, it's your skill. It's right. whatever your skill is. You roll under your skill. Right. Guess what? You succeeded. All right. You did the thing. Nice. Yeah. You know, in Savage Worlds, what's your target number? Four. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Right. It doesn't hurt anybody. Doesn't cause it streamlines a game. You're like, all right, we all need an eight to hit. Okay, so if you roll under an eight, you you know. But it, I don't. I, I the only I thing, the only, the only reason I could see trying to keep that stuff hidden, and you're only going to keep it hidden for a little bit. Yep. We're going to figure it out pretty quick. Oh yeah. It is is you rolled a twelve, you hit. Oh, you rolled. You rolled an a 11, fourteen you and you missed. Right. Right. Yes, right. Sank my battleship. Yeah. You figured out the range. But yeah. the only reason to to even think about keeping that stuff hidden, and I don't think it's that good of a reason. Is that you, there will could be some early metagaming combat wise if they realize oh there's five guys but that one over there for some reason is a lot harder to hit than the rest of them that's the guy we should concentrate all our fire on because yeah. obviously he's a higher level than the other ones but that's yeah, that could but they're gonna figure that out yeah, at some right. point anyway now, now, you know, I think characters I think that, will figure that out in the game anyway if they're fighters eventually right. you're gonna figure out hey I hit this guy he has pain oh I hit this guy he has pain I hit this guy he pits me back like you're gonna figure that out anyway. Right. Yeah, and if, assuming that they don't, like, walk up to a door, kick the door open and charge in without looking at anything, you know, as the GM, I should give them some clues as to what's about what's going on. Yeah. You know, oh, you see five guys over there, and four of them are all, you know, are dressed in, you know, right. you know chain mail and carrying long swords. It looks like well-made but normal stuff, and the other guy's wearing full plate with, you know... A giant glowing greatsword. This is a clue, right? <laughs> this is a tactical clue. You know, you see this really bizarre-looking creature with like antennas and a little propeller on its tail, and you see it walk up to a you know do its little, you know shambling thing up to a, a you know crate, and um, it like waves its antennas over it and and whatnot and you see red dust and, and the crate falls apart you know you should, if you've given them some idea of what's right. com- what's what's in front of them then when one of them goes you know it's a rust monster okay how do you know that what what's the context in which you know that but if they have some reason to sure, right you know I remember early on, there was a turning point in our games where we just stopped saying, and you open the door and there's four orcs, mm-hmm. right? We, we That's how we started. There were four orcs there. Okay, yeah. all right, I don't like... Or, at, at some point, we were like, you open up the door and there's uh, some humanoid creatures of various sizes. A couple have pig noses. They look really ugly and pointy ears and they smell bad. And they charge you, right? Suddenly, it's changed things. Now, all of the, some of the players are like, what the fuck are they? Cobalt? Yeah. Like, well, uh, and... And at some point, they're, oh, they're orcs! But but it, at some point, we were like, your character wouldn't know that. It was kind of a big step for us when we were... Right. It's, it's, we, we take it for granted now, but I, but your comment reminded me there was a point in gaming where we just... Yeah. We stopped naming. It's like, you open up the door, there's six kobolds. You open up the door, there's a rust monster. There, you open up the door, and there's a creature on all fours with a propeller on its tail, and it's... It, it's it, 
the place smells yeah, like, like and it's weird. And and even the players go, is it a rust monster? You don't know. You only have a seven intelligence. Roll for me. Let me oh, know. And we'll figure yeah. it out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Put and some dice on the table. Yeah. And that's kind of the point here is, right. where, is where all of a sudden you're not... Well, and the, the idea the, behind keeping uh, the bad guy's AC or hit points or whatever a mystery is to promote immersion. That's the idea. Sure. Well, you want to promote immersion... Don't name things. Yeah. Describe right. them. Yeah. yeah. It also is a great idea to make sheets, like individual printout pages of your bad guys, so that you can make notes on them and mark hit points, <laughs> and so super nerds can't look at the book and be like, that is page 180, that is exactly what the last monster is. You know, it's funny, because back in the day, we used to buy these alternate monster manuals. There was mm-hmm. a there was one that was like a, sort of papery, and it had all these different monsters, because we got tired of describing <laughs> the, you the orcs books that were papery? How many? Yes, papery books. <laughs> well, I have like a paper cover. I think no I way. might even still have it. I'll bring it in. You guys might recognize it. Oh, is it like an aftermarket monster yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's what okay. I'm trying to say. Like a pamphlet? It's, it's like a cheap knockoff. It's just <laughs> knock on it. But, but the, because we got tired of describing these, like, how many times do you describe an orc before they're like, all right, man, it's an orc. Just tell us. So we would it's find a these. Glurb. We would find these other <laughs> alternate things that we would then bring in. So it's like now it's an, all of a sudden a new creature. And, and they they hadn't read these yet, so right. it was legitimately like, what the fuck is it? And it actually did make the games more interesting, because people were like, I don't know, do we attack it with swords? Is it, you mean it's, oh, I don't know. It, we throw fire, yeah. and they now people suddenly, like, tactics, and they were scared, because, uh-huh. yeah, like, I- like if, you, if you run into a troll, and you don't know what a troll is, yeah. so you just start attacking it, and you realize it regenerates, it's growing right? back, and right. you don't know how to deal with it, right? So it was kind of the same thing, where you suddenly had these new creatures you could describe to them, and they didn't know what their weaknesses were. I, I That's think when they that just might... set everything on fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Including the wagon. Yes, the wagon. Molotov cocktails. With the letter. I'm sorry, did you happen to find something like a letter <laughs> in the wagon? Nope. Nope. Are you sure you didn't find a letter? It, no, I really fucking didn't, Claire. Didn't. <laughs> sorry, that was a little specific. Continue. <laughs> um, was running a game years ago, and I thought I was being really smart. Mm-hmm. I put a letter with a really critical clue that they needed to find in it. Character walks up. No. (laughs) Finds this letter, picks it up, and looks at it. And it didn't occur to me in that moment that the character had an intelligence of like six. (laughs) And so she looks at it and she goes, Well, you know, what's on it? And I said, Well, you know, can you read? She went, "Uh, No. And I said, "Uh, It's a bunch of, you know, squiggly lines and whatnot. You know that these have meaning to other people, but, you know, it doesn't mean anything to you. I throw it back down. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> but you did the right thing too. You didn't like. It's a really important letter, and here's the clue. Yeah, you actually spot. Get on you and get on them and realize that you through. just hung yourself by your Absolutely. own petard. <laughs> petard hook jib up. Yep. yep. <laughs> dangle, dangle, dangle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right well, do we let's end this. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Oh, it's ten forty. Do we have stuff coming up? Yeah, uh, October 13th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, October? October? Oct- oh, sorry, February. <laughs> 12th, 13th, 14th, 2002. and 15th. 2002. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you're like way back machining. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, there was one in there from like 1994. You see that? Because Jerry had put it up. Yeah, and, I saw he, and he had his system date for his computer was set wrong or yeah. something. <laughs> so, Thirty-two years ago, and Darian's like twenty-five. I'm like, that's <laughs> right. not right. Like, no. Yeah, that was. He was like two thirty-two years ago. 
Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, because talking about it. It's, it's, a Facebook. it's a Facebook thing. Oh, okay. it was a, it's a picture of a party here, and it's like a day after Thanksgiving party. Uh-huh. And it's a long why, time ago. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty long, but not 32 years ago. It wasn't ago. 32 years. <laughs> but, but, but Facebook said the picture was 32 years ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what you guys were referencing. And yeah. it was like 10. Maybe, maybe. yeah. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. a long time but for yes. most people, really. So, Orcon, or- Orcon February. 2016. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not in October. Mm-hmm. February 12th through mm-hmm. 6th, yep. 15th. Yep. My yep. games yep. are in. My, I have two Son games. Of a bitch. They're both God, there. Yep. Jim. <laughs> Overachiever, making the rest of us look bad. I've got all he, the characters. His were in before mine. Yeah. You already submitted them? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I know, Kimmy. I'm, I know. I know. I'm it's, running. It's, just end the last one. Like I know. I am. I know. It's. Well, and I'm, you're I'm, so awesome at whipping stuff up. It's like Kimmy's been playing Skyrim too long. Game. That's like. That's like the handwritten note you hand them the day before, and it, 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 they work out great. Uh, right. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm running the Star Wars Edge of the Empire. Nice. Different scenarios, same characters. Fun. Because why make great. more pregens? Right. That's good. Um, and then I'm gonna run like a sequel to Big. Blue monkeys from outer space, but I'm going to run it in Moment of Truth. Did you get all the artwork? I think? Yes, thank okay, you. Good. I made all the characters. Oh, good. Cool. I actually changed character generation a little bit. Trying to make characters with a very specific character idea in mind nice. to have to make the system a little more flexible. Cool. Yeah. So. Do we have fair dates yet? Yeah. Uh, fair ends two weeks before Memorial Day. Nice. So might be able to swing Memorial Day weekend. It's GameX. It's GameX. If nothing else, you could show up and play. You don't actually Yeah, that's true. And that might be a good time for you to just go play games because you never get to do that. And And I still want to do the show, though. Of course. Well, yeah. Maybe that would be a time for us to like just go out and we're like, all right, we're not running anything this time, but we're playing. We're Show judging us. You. We're gonna, you know, <laughs> no, no pressure because it's actually a great time to like go out and try the, all these games. I always say this: all these games you've never, if you've been curious about, if somebody's Absolutely. running a major game, right. this is your chance to try them. That's oh, my favorite part. Like, how, how much fun was Dog in the Vineyards? Fantastic, yeah. yeah, right. Um, Mary's gonna run a mage game. Uh, I'm in. I'm signed up. Yeah, uh, uh, did you play test it here? Nice. When? So I'm in. I, I, I'll find out. I, I don't know when, but I, very I knew curious. you'd be interested. I'm gonna do like a hidden camera punk show at one of these, where it's like we like go in and we sign up for games, and we're like super thespian players with like the Pathfinder like league <laughs> Pathfinder people. Society. Pathfinder Society. Show up in costume. Like, I am blah blah blah. And, like they just like <laughs> they'll just piss them you off. Hit you guys. Stop ruining the game. <laughs> yes. Or then we go into like our friends' games, and we're just like super. Uh, Stop I talking so much and hit sword. it. <laughs> and just like fuck with people and release it later on YouTube. It'd be fabulous. Show up in like a LARP costume dressed as a drow. See, then people just think more of the LARPers. <laughs> yeah. That's not weird. No, be, and then the LARPers will be mad at us. Cause now, Tyler right. is supposed to run a Champions LARP. Yep. Right, you and he said he was gonna, and but he's he's dropped off the face of the earth now. No, yeah. he hasn't. He's gone now. No, he's in Dutch. He moved up to same some place and he doesn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he was supposed to be here today, but they ended up coming early. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, all right, I'm gonna end the show. Okay, bye. Supposed to say who we are. Happy Should I do that? Yeah. <laughs> no, you stopped the music. So Thank you. Do that before? No, we do that during no, the music. No, we do it during the music. Oh, okay. I, that's why I was like, wait. See what you made me do? I didn't say you had to stop the music. Fuck. I just said, don't we have to say? I'm sorry, what? 
San Dimas High School football rules. <laughs> oh, that's the old one. <laughs> See, that's not my fault. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, are you done no. talking? Sorry. We're, we're just done talking. That wait, Zark's still talking. Yeah. yeah. Although. Oh, is he done? Wait. <laughs> just keep going. Fuck it. Thank you for joining us for Season 16, Episode 5 of Happy Jack's Opportunity Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Gina. This is Stork. And this is Jib. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Friday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Live. HappyJacks.org slash live. Come listen to the show. Be in the chat room. Live! Talk about shit we're not talking about on the show. It's awesome. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Thank you very much. We'll leave you the song. of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.